And good evening, everybody, and welcome to the broadcast booth high atop the frozen tundra of Chris Carter Field at Burton Stadium for tonight's matchup between the Princeton Vikings and the Middletown meeting. Betty's. Good evening, everybody. My name is Rob Roberts. Producing with me tonight is Zach Waddell and a Princeton team that was able to turn the corner a week ago after Lakota East ran up and down the field that first half. The defense took over in that second half, only allowing 62 yards as Princeton was able to come back and get a huge 28-24 win on the road. And they'll look to make it two in a row tonight as they travel over to Middletown for the Middies homecoming. Middletown has dropped their last four in a row after opening the season with a 49 to nothing victory over Western Hills. We're gonna step aside for a few minutes when we come back, Rob Ebel's gonna sit down with Tom Burton and then I'm gonna sit down with head coach Mike Daniels as we get you set for tonight. We're 13 minutes and 10 seconds away from kickoff at Middletown as you're listening to Viking Football on the ESP Media Sports Network powered by Learfield. Getting answers, finding solutions, Local 12 News investigates. As soon as we called you, everything happened very quickly. Not afraid to ask the tough questions. Taking action, getting the truth. Local 12 News investigates. Welcome into the studios of ESP Media. I'm Rob Ebel. It's first and 10 with a super Tom Burton. Every Friday we huddle up with Tom on the latest with Princeton Schools. Tom, we're in week six. How are you doing today? I'm doing, I'm doing great, Rob. Thank you. Big, big win for us last Friday. 21 unanswered points there in the fourth quarter. I was, I was down in Clifton watching, uh, watching the stats and, and the game on another phone uh, while I was broadcasting, and I was my fingers were crossed, and uh, the Vikings stepped up big there in the fourth quarter. That had to be a little sweaty palms there, Tom, on the sidelines. Yeah, it's a little bit more than sweaty palms. I, I have to tell you, you know, we saw our potential in that fourth quarter. It's yes. pretty scary, actually. We we played we played great, very focused, very determined. This we were very disciplined in the fourth quarter as well. So we we see the peak where we can go. We just need to be consistent. Yeah, I, hey, that was uh, the boys got on a bus to face a three and one team uh, last Friday in Lakota East. So that was uh, that was that was a, a tough opponent, and hopefully that'll pay dividends uh, over these next uh, next one, two, three, next five games. And um, boy. Uh, could be a, could be an exciting uh, November for the Vikings. Let's hope. Yeah, from A to Z, they have great coaching staff there. They always do a wonderful job of preparation, and, and they they handed to us the first three or four drives. They, they're actually making it look easy, and then we made some nice adjustments and stopped them after that. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, a little bird mentioned to me that. Uh, that you might be on an advisory council for the uh, state superintendents, and there might have been a meeting uh-huh. here recently. And uh, if that is, if the bird was truthful to me, uh, uh, fill us in, and all the Princeton Viking fans can hear what's going on in the state of Ohio with uh, all the other superintendents. Yeah, it's a really big honor. I, I received an uh, invitation to participate in the superintendent of the state of Ohio advisory council. So I was with. I don't know, about 20 other superintendents. We had an opportunity to kind of share some thoughts and hear what's going on and actually get some input. And, you know, being at that table is really important, Rob. Far, far too often we sit in our own little fight and complain about what's going on, but I really try to be very deliberate to get out there and actually be a voice. Sure. And instead of, like, complaining about it, I do something about it. 
Let me ask you this. The the issues that uh, that you have and deal with here in greater Cincinnati and sitting at that table with other superintendents, are they uh, the issues that you deal with on a daily basis with your staff? Uh, are they similar around the state of Ohio from other superintendents? You know, Rob, yes and no. Princeton is so incredibly and very beautifully diverse. And so when you have the diversity, a lot of school districts don't have that. Okay. But they may have these small little pockets, but not the, not the percentages that we do. And our kids are phenomenal. They're second to none. So there, I would say, is very comparable. Any superintendent will say they love their kids. Sure. And, and they do. Regarding some of the issues with equity and fair funding, it hits everybody a little bit differently. But by and large, the majority of the state is not funded appropriately. So in that, we share that commonality. Interesting. Very interesting. And then how often uh, will this council get together and, and discuss things? And will you make then recommendations to the governor, the governor's office, or uh, the Department of Education? What uh, What is the end goal uh, with that council that you were uh, nominated to be on? Yeah, well, we'll meet four times a year, but I believe at some point there's going to be some break-off committees. Okay. And so I think it's more advisory in general in nature, but I'm on uh, another organization. Within that organization, there's a lot of committees and specific work that go directly to the governor, go directly to Ohio Department of Education. And so I think it's really important to stay involved on a multitude of levels. And that's what I certainly try to do, again, to be that voice and don't, you know, sit back in my chair and complain, actually get up and do something about it. Fantastic. That sounds uh, sounds exciting. And in and, uh, getting the Princeton City Schools involved on a statewide basis to, to be nominated to be on that is, uh, is a, a great credit to what you're doing, Tom. And uh, keep us updated as we uh, do this podcast, as, as things come about. That's uh that's great stuff. Uh, a big pat on the back. That's fantastic. Well, thanks, Rob. I appreciate it. The um, the Vikings on Friday travel up 75 to Barnett Stadium to take on the Middletown Middies. Um, on paper, uh, the Vikings should win, but that's why you play the game every Friday at 7 o'clock, and I know the Vikings uh, need the support, so uh, get your tickets uh, at the athletic office or at the, at the gate. But... Um, should be an exciting game. Uh, Middletown uh, could sneak up if we're not ready. Well, for sure they could. And last night I had the opportunity to speak at Middletown in this Ignite 3.0 event that Superintendent Marlon Stiles developed three years ago. And boy, I tell you what, he's an incredible superintendent. Nice. They, <laughs> when I was walking in, Rob, I saw several other football players. I got to tell you, they pass the eye test. Yeah, they got some dudes. They are big, they are strong, they are fast. They do a really good job. The coach actually used to be a Princeton coach, and he's doing a great job up there, preparing the kids well. And, you know, I don't believe in playing games on paper. Nope. And we stay focused and play that fourth quarter. I like to, I like to see us play four quarters like that. I'll put us up against anybody. I agree. I, I think if we come out and play like we did in the fourth quarter at the opening kickoff and play that for four quarters, I don't think there's anybody in Ohio that can beat you. Well, now, I, I don't want to be quoted and go out there like that, but I tell you, I like our chance. Yeah. You know, I, our kids, we have great personnel, and 
Again, coaches are working overtime. And, you know, trying to come together with a lot of new players is, takes a little bit longer than what sometimes want, people want. But, you know, we're, we're turning the corner, I feel, and uh, excited to see what happens on Friday. And we'll go from there. Yeah, I agree. So, uh, once again, kickoff is at 7 o'clock Barnett Stadium. Princeton Vikings travel to the Middletown Middies. It's another GMC matchup. Uh, the three and two uh, Vikings hope to go four and two. Tom, thank you for taking the time for the podcast. I know we're getting a lot of great comments uh, when we run this on the pregame show uh, before each kickoff. And uh, once again, have a great week, and we'll touch base with you next week. Well, Rob, you too, and you know how I'm going to end it. As always, go Vikes. Sounds great. Best of luck, Tom. Thanks. This is Jerry Snodgrass, Executive Director of the Ohio High School Athletic Association. One of my long-standing goals is to help people understand that high school sports are about so much more than wins and losses. The OHSAA promotes education-based athletics, where sports are an extension of the classroom. Our schools all want to win. There's no doubt about it. But at the end of the day, it's all about sportsmanship, leadership, and making certain that academics are a priority. Thank you for your support of high school sports in Ohio. As the pregame show rolls along, I'm now joined by Viking head football coach Mike Daniels. And after that little two-game skid, it was a great comeback a week ago against Lakota East. Boy, did we need that win. It was uh, it was a game that um, they came out firing on all cylinders as far as running their triple option stuff. And um, when we were reeling a little bit, offense moved it pretty good first half. Uh, some, some penalties stopped it, but uh, defense couldn't get off the field. And so um, um, it was good for us to um, be behind fight through it, make great adjustments, and then come out and finish them. So it was, a, it was a beautiful night. Kids needed that. The second half, you only gave up 62 yards by your defense. Was it just the adjustments you talked about, or maybe it was a mixture of that and maybe challenging some people as well? well I think football is a, uh, is a game in, of emotion and uh, momentum. And so um, I think once you start having success, I think kids start digging deeper, and they started um, – uh, really um, moving forward, and then we just started having success, and then you know we had a, got a beat on what they were trying to do, and uh, kids made plays from there, and we were good to go. Talk about confidence. We were talking earlier about uh, Jaden Horton, the way he started really develop now up to third in the conference and rushing with 482 yards. Talk about his development the last few weeks. Mike Jaden is a uh, phenomenal athlete that has uh, found his niche in terms of what we what, what we're going to do and what he, we need him to do offensively, and so um, we're going to keep doing. We're going to run the football and. Um, and he's a kid that if he get, gets the right seam, he can take it 80 in a heartbeat. Now on the other side, you're going to be against a guy, Kamari Fuller, not known for his passing, but he has thrown for almost 600 yards this year, and he's got a receiver on the outside, brilliant, 20 yards a catch. Really the big play is what Middletown's trying to set up. Yeah, that, that quarterback is an operator. He, he does a great job of, of playing the, the, the position. He does well throwing on the run. He's, he's innovative in terms of his movement. And then he does a great job of some of the RPOs that they're trying, and he can hit the deep ball. They're aggressive offensively, and they take what the defense give them. And so um, it'll be a great challenge for us, and it'll be a great matchup tonight. Now, everybody talks about Henry and Thomas, but who else on their defense needs to step up tonight, kind of slow down that attack and get your offense a few more plays? I think the biggest, the, the, the safety position, Leroy, Leroy Bowers, um, Kevin Suttles, and then Juan Jarrett uh, will, will make us or break us tonight. And then what's the one key to get uh, back-to-back wins in conference play? Um, for us to be able to just 
weather the storm early. They'll come out on fire and then and lean on them a little bit to um, and be able to run a football. Well, the one thing you can't complain about tonight is the weather. Oh, my gosh. Perfect high school football weather. Good luck tonight, Coach. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right, when we come back, it's a GMC showdown as the Vikings take on the Middies as you're listening to Viking football on the ESP Media Sports Network powered by Learfield. At Robert Half, we know finding the right employees is a job in itself, and it's a job we love. You see, Robert Half isn't just a staffing firm. We're people, people who believe in finding the right people to fit your company's needs. Because employees who are a good fit are more productive, more engaged. Finding a great candidate isn't easy, but at Robert Half, we know it's possible. Robert Half, the experts in accounting, finance, IT, legal, marketing, and administrative staffing. Learn more at roberthalf.com slash radio. And welcome back to the broadcast booth as we're at 70 seconds away from kick as the Middletown Meddies take the field here on homecoming. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the broadcast booth. My name is Rob Roberts. Middletown comes in one and four. Losers of four straight after opening the season with a 49 to nothing victory over Western. In that game, the 49 nothing. Since then, all four losses have been by double digits. Kind of the game that Princeton really just can't overlook. Those four losses for Middletown, Springboro and Fairfield at home, and Fairfield is just dominant right now. Then they felt dropped that heartbreaker at Lakota East 21-9 before Cole Rain steamrolled them uh, last week. On the other side for the Vikings, that big 28-24 win a week ago really got this Princeton team back on track as they look to even up their record at, or take the, a 4-2 record in the conference play, 2-0 in the conference. Of course, they're led by do-it-all defensive tackle, Henry, the Ohio State commit. As the middies take the field, they'll be kicking left to right from our vantage point, right at the 50-yard line here at Chris Carter Field. Middletown comes out with the gray uniforms, purple numbers, white trim, white helmets, white pants with the purple stripes on the side. Princeton comes out in the road whites, the red numbers, the black trim, the gray pants, the red helmet with the Viking symbol on the side. A breezy, cold night in Middletown. 67 degrees at kickoff. And it feels a lot colder than that. Shaw and my Jaden Horton back deep to receive. Actually, D'Angelo Foster back with Horton. Durth puts his right foot in this one. High end over end kick. And we're underway. Horton feels it at the 14 along the right side. He had a seam, but it's quickly closed. Nice open field tackle by Cameron Jr. And the Vikings will start first and 10 
They are now gonna spot that ball at the 15 yard line. Horton got hit at the 23. That's where his forward progress was stopped. He got power drove back to the 15. But yet, yeah, that's where Preston's gonna start. Moving right to left, balls on far hash. Shotgun formation all by his lonesome. Duels to the bottom, and it's gonna be a straight quarterback keep. Out across the 20 to the 22 yard line. A good gain of seven yards on the play. Tackled in the open field by Ronan Casanova, the 175 pound freshman. Sterling Burkhalter checks into the lineup. Replacing Tamir Matthews, second down. We're gonna call it four, back at the 21 yard line. Two interesting spots to start the night. Don't mind the breeze tonight. Motion, Horton, and he's gonna hand it off along the right side to Thomas Boyd. Boyd might have gotten a yard to the 22, and that's gonna set up a third down and three inside 11 minutes to go in the opening quarter by Jaden Horton, 25 of 62 on the season for 319 yards, three touchdowns, three picks. But he's gonna beat you on the ground, 482 yards, six yards a pop to go along with five touchdowns. It's third down, three to go, ball just right of center. Horton's in the shotgun all by his lonesome. And he's gonna straight keep it along the right side. He's got the first down and more. Out across the 30, steps out of bounds at the 34 yard line. Give him the 35, a pickup of 13 yards, and that's a Viking first down with 10.31 to go in the opening frame. Big third down conversion by the Vikings. Fresh set of downs for the Vikings. Ball's on right hash. Horton still in the shotgun. He's got Boyd to his right. He's gonna give it to Boyd. Boyd cuts it back up the hole. He's got nine yards out to the 44 yard line. And that's where the option does its best when you have a threat in the backfield like Horton. Gotta respect his speed. That'll help open the hole up for Boyd. And Boyd gets nine yards. It's second down and one to go. And the Viking offense, as Coach Daniel said at the top, started to gain traction. Last week at Lakota East, especially in that second half. They bring in motion and they're gonna give it on the jet sweep to D'Angelo Foster. Foster's hit, ball's loose. And Middletown has it at the 25 yard line, an unforced turnover. And Trey Calhoun, the 5'8", buck 55 senior, hops on it. And the first turnover of the night belongs to the Middies. 9.52 to go in the opening quarter. Middletown starts on the right side of the field. That vaunted Princeton defense is gonna be short-sighted. Backs against the wall. But when you have 359 pounds of Yoshaya Younger to go along with 260 of Darian Henry in the middle, that's gonna clog up some lanes. Kamari Fuller's in the shotgun. He's got Earl Nelson the third to his left. 
Princeton jumped off sides, no flag. Now it's going to be a quick hitter. Receiver was not looking. And that's going to fall incomplete. Trying to hit uh, J.C. Calhoun, the 165-pound sophomore. Instead, it's going to be second down. Actually, in the backfield is Josh Bryant. Shotgun, he's gonna throw it again. He's looking up top for Fuller, and he overthrew his intended receiver, looking for Braylon Million, the big play guy we talked about at the top. Averaging 20 yards a pop, but he felt the pressure coming on the outside edge by Henry and company, and it's quickly third down, 10 to go, 9.42 to go in the opening quarter, and Fuller on the season, completing just 45% of his passes, 41 of 92 but he's thrown for 593 yards, six touchdowns, four picks, a quarterback rate of 111.5. Motion left to right, Fuller, he's gonna step up in the pocket, he avoids the sack, he's got the 15, he's got the first down to the 13 yard line. Looks like the Princeton had him in the backfield, he was able to avoid the sack. As he was able to get out of the grass of Jaheim Thomas. And it's going to be first and 10 after I pick up 11, give him the 14 yard line. Fuller, right hash, Bryant to his right, and it's going to be a straight pitch to Fuller. Thomas is there to wrap him up. He might have got a yard. They're going to give him two yards to the 12 yard line. And it'll be second out, eight to go from there. 9.09 to go in the opening quarter. Still no score for Middletown. Princeton fumbled on their opening possession. So Middletown head to short field. Each team's converted on a third down. Second out, eight to go, duels to the top, single bottom. Bryant to the right of Fuller, right half, shotgun formation. And they're gonna hand it up to Bryant and he's able to drag a couple Vikings inside the 10 to the nine. And that's gonna be third down, about four and a half to go. Ross Baker, the Middletown OC. Of course, Middletown head coach by Don Simpson, who also serves as the team's DC. Third down, Viking defense trying to get off the field. Third and five, 8.14 to go in the opening quarter. Trying to hold him out of the end zone after a turnover in their own end. Fuller steps up in the pocket, and he's going down at the 17-yard line. They came on a delayed safety blitz, and Gilgis Dixon, the senior linebacker, was able to get him, and it's gonna be field goal time now, back at the 15-yard line. Mason Durth, the junior, the six-foot, 180-pounder, on for the uh, field goal attempt. Three or four this season, he's got a long of 42. This from 37, he's got plenty of leg, and it's good, our new score after a 37-yard field goal by Durth. It's the home middies three, the visiting Vikings nothing, as you're listening to Viking Football on the ESP Media Sports Network. Abco Pavement Services LLC has been doing commercial asphalt, concrete, and ceiling work since 1962 in the tri-state area. Our valued customers include Home Depot, United Dairy Farmers, C.B. Richard Ellis, 
Town Properties, and Fifth Third Bank, to name a few. We strive to provide professional service, communication, and project management for all of your commercial concrete and pavement maintenance needs. Go Abco Pavement Services. Welcome back to the broadcast booth. Our new score after a 37-yard Mason Durth field goal. It's hometown, Middletown, three, and the visiting Vikings, nothing. Durth toes it up at the 40, puts his right foot into it, a high short end over end kick, and it's going to be fielded by Horton at the 13-yard line, and he has his helmet taken off, and that's just going to kill the play automatically. And that's where the Vikings will start off first and 10. And we got a hurt Mitty down, and it's not good. He's grabbing his right knee. This is not good. That's Trey Calhoun, the senior linebacker. And as they tend to him, we're going to step aside for a few minutes. Uh, it's 7.23 to go in the opening quarters. Middletown 3, Princeton nothing. As you're listening to Viking Football on the ESP Media Sports Network, powered by Learfield. Enjoying tonight's broadcast but missed the first 30 minutes? No need to worry. Appointment listening for all ESP Media broadcasts can be found at soundcloud.com backslash ESP Media or subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Search for ESP Media. Appointment listening by ESP Media since 2010. When I wake up, well, I know I'm going to be, I'm going to be the man who wakes up next to you. When I go out, I know I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the man who goes along with you. If I get drunk, well I know I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the man who gets drunk next to you. And if I haver, yeah I know I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the man who's havering to you. But I would walk five hundred miles and I would walk five hundred more to be the And welcome back to the broadcast booth, 7.23 to go, and uh, not a good sign as uh, he was just carried off the field. Thoughts and prayers out to Calhoun. Hopefully it's not as bad as it looks as they're looking at him on the table. First and 10, balls on a 23-yard line. Horton's in the shotgun formation. He's got key to his right, and they're going to straight quarterback keep it, and he's out across the 25 to the 29. Give him six yards, it's going to be second down, and give him five, second and five to go. That time they faked the jet sweep with Jamar Matthews. The speedy 5'9", 160-pound junior, and they come right back to the line. Boys to the left, late substitution by Middletown. They jumped off sides. And instead they're going to call a false serve. I always thought if you jumped in a neutral zone, it was, it was offside. But 
That's my first high school rodeo. Second down, nine to go, 6.52 to go in the opening quarter. Middletown still up three, nothing. Horton's in the shotgun, Boyd's to his right. They bring in that jet sweep and steady Tony hand it to Boyd. Boyd cuts it back, puts his foot into the ground, gets out to the 35 yard line, and that's gonna be a first down, give him 11 yards. Good strong run there by Boyd, and Boyd's had a couple early big runs here to set up another Princeton first down. 6.35 to go in the opening quarter. Clock continues to run right back to the line. Duels to the bottom with Burkhalter at the very bottom. Single to the top. Horton's in the shotgun. Boys left. Matthews motion. Straight quarterback keep. Out across the 40. Loses his footing. Gains it back to the 50-yard line. Give him 15 more. And Middletown just does not know how to take that fake jet sweep as the entire linebacking core is having to wait to see what Horton does. And him and Boyd are taking advantage. 26 yards on the last two plays. 6-10 to go in county. Princeton once again on the move. Same formation, duels bottom, single top, Horton. Now they bring in motion and they're gonna jet sweep this time. Able to pick up five yards was Foster. Middletown was almost able to rip it out of there again. This time, Justin Furr, the 6'1", 230-pound junior, they were able to wrap him up. A second down, five to go. Singles to each side of the formation. Ball's just right of center. Now they're going to go duels top. Boys to the right of Hort. Now they bring in motion with Foster. They're going to give it to Boyd. Boyd around the right side. He's got the first down and more. Inside the 35 and a shoestring tackle at the 33-yard line. Otherwise, it was muchacho time. 5.24 to go and another Princeton first down. Like clockwork on this drive. Foster now goes to the top, ball's right of center. Single to the bottom is Burkhalter, duels top. Boyd left, Horton motion with Foster. They're gonna give it to Foster on the sweep. Now he turns to the field and that's coming back. There's gonna be a hold back at the 32 yard line. And those are drive killers holding on the first down. You just negated an eight yard run. And unfortunately, that's kind of been the tail the early season for the for the Vikings has been the penalties. 503 to go. First down. We'll call it 20. Ball 43 yard line. Now left hash. Duels top. Single bottom Burkhalter. Boyd to the right of Horton. Standing at his own standing at the midi. 48 yard line. Shotgun. Takes the snap. Now he wants to throw. He's gonna go up top for Burkhalter. He's got him at the 20. In the 15. 10. Hit a five-yard line. He was able to stretch over the top of Kylan McGill, the 6'1 junior, and Borkharter used all six foot three of that frame. And that's a huge pitching catch, 38 yards down to the five-yard line, and it's goal to go for the Vikings. 4.39 to go in county. Opening quarter, looking to take the first lead of the night. Horton takes the shotgun. He's going to hand to Boyd. Boyd walks into the end zone. Touchdown, Vikings. Boyd from five yards out with 4.30 to go. Princeton takes the 6-3 lead.
On for the extra point is Rutherford. Snap, hold, kick, and it's good. Our new score after a five-yard untouched touchdown run by Boyd. It's the Viking 7, the Middies 3, as you're listening to Viking Football, the ESP Media Sports Network, powered by Learfield. Budget Door of Cincinnati has you covered. We specialize in repair and installation of commercial doors, security gates, and dock levelers. With affordable rates, 24-hour commercial service, and free replacement quotes, Budget Door can help you with any of your dock or door projects. Have an issue with your home garage door or opener? Budget Door can help with that, too. Servicing the tri-state area for over 30 years, Budget Door offers quality service at a budget price. Call 513-851-6644 to schedule your door repair or replacement today. Welcome back to the broadcast booth after Boyd's five-yard touchdown run. The Vikings take a 7-3 lead. Uh, give props to my man, Zach Waddell, playing a little cold play on, the, on a frozen night in Middletown. to go. That was an impressive drive there by the Vikings straight down the field. Even with the holding penalty, he was able to hit Burkhalter was Horton down to the five. Boyd was untouched. It was just eight yards of pop every time they ran it right between the tackles. Middletown really didn't have an answer for that jet sweep motion. Robert Rutherford on the kick. Talk about do it all. He's a punter. He's a linebacker. He's a defensive end. And he puts his right foot into this one. Short end over in kick. And it's going to be fielded at the 25 yard line by the up back. And they're going to have excellent starting field position at the 41 yard line. That's going to be returned by Calhoun of the JC variety. The wide receiver backup quarterback, the 5'10", buck 65 sophomore. As the Viking defense comes back out for the second time tonight, they were able to hold Middletown to a field goal after the offense turned it over at their own 25 yard line. So Fuller's in the shotgun. He's got Bryant to his right, duels to each side. Thomas on the near side going to blitz for Princeton, and instead they run Bryant on the right side. He gets eight yards before he's finally wrapped up by John Harris, the junior linebacker, checking in to buck 82. Middletown wastes no time. Right back to the line, 4.05 to go in the opening quarter. Trips top, single bottom. Bryant to the right of Fuller. Fuller takes the snap, he's gonna hand it off. Bryant goes on the left side, he's got the first down and more. Out across the 45 to the 44 of Princeton. That's a seven-yard pickup. Plenty of room for a first down, eight yards. First and 10, ball 44, left hash, trips the bottom, single out top. Bryant takes it again on that delayed draw. This time, he's going to be wrapped up by the interior of that linebacking core led by Kilgus Dixon with some help from John Harris. And as the game goes along, we'll also get to the out of town. Scoreboard, some big games going on tonight in GMC play. 
Trips top, duels bottom, empty set for Fuller. It's going to be a straight quarterback keep. That's a hole. Yeah. It's easy to run up the middle when the seas part when you got a 359-pound defensive tackle has his shirt come off. And with 3.04 to go, Middletown's going to have it first and 10. Ball's 30-yard line. Just right of center. Trips top, single to the bottom. And they're going to hand it Brian. Thomas wraps him up. He's only going to pick up a yard. It'll be second down, nine to go. And Thomas, he's shook it up a little bit. From his left defensive end position, Henry split out top. And they're going to give it to Brian along that right side. He dropped up by Henry and company. It's going to be third down and about six at the 24-yard line. Normally, you would say this is four-down territory, but Middletown kicker already has a kick of 42 this year, and his 37-yarder had plenty of room to spare as he was able to hit the trees beyond the end zone. Duels to each side, ball's left hash, Bryant to the right of Fuller. Two minutes to go in the opening quarter. He wants to go to his right, throws it over the middle to Bryant, and he's immediately hit, and he has a first down. But he might, they might want to check to see if he's still breathing under that helmet after Juan Jarrett just laid him out at the 19-yard line. You even heard a little ooh from the crowd on that one. But it's enough for a first down. Fuller was able to check down. Gets just enough, and one of the things Coach Daniels is going to harp on, third down defense. That's the third, third down. Middletown's converted out of three chances. He's going to go left, and that's an easy pitch and catch to the 15-yard line, giving five yards as he hooks up with Elijah Rockhold, the 6'1 junior, checking in at a buck 85. Duels top, single to the bottom. Fuller changing the play. That's a false start. And instead, they're going to get Henry on an offsides, and that's going to put the ball at the 10 yard line. That might be enough for a first down, but that receiver at the top flinched. And it's going to be goal to go just inside the 10-yard line. The way this wind's blowing and that sun's going down, it's almost like we're at the ice chiller for, for Moeller hockey. There's a cold one inside one minute to go, 7-3 Vikings. Duels to the bottom, single out top, Fuller with Bryant to his left. And they're going to have Fuller's going to with the Bryant, it's going to be a throwback pass. Trying a Philly special down to the three-yard line, sniffed out by the Vikings. And it's going to be second down goal to go to three. Thirty seconds to go in a quarter. The Vikings knocking the door, moving left to right, left hash. We have flags. It's going to be a false start of Middletown. That's going to take the ball back to the eight-yard line with 22 seconds to go. They don't even have to snap the ball again if they don't want to. 22 seconds to go in the quarter. 
So that wipes out the Philly special throwback pass. And Middletown is going to let the clock run out. We've played one quarter here at homecoming in Middletown. It's the Viking 7 at Middletown 3. As you're listening to Viking football on the ESP Media Sports Network, powered by Learfield. Creating beautiful smiles every day. That is what we do at Casanelli Shanker and Baker Orthodontics. These board-certified orthodontists treat both children and adults and use traditional braces, clear ceramic brackets, and a Visalign to meet their individual patient needs. With offices conveniently located in Westchester and Blue Ash, they provide flexible payment options, convenient hours, and high-quality care. For a free new patient exam, contact Casanelli Shanker and Baker Orthodontics at 513-777-7060. Welcome back to the broadcast booth. We get ready to go. Quarter number two, Middletown moving right to left. Second and goal. Ball's on the eight-yard line, trailing seven to three. He wants to go up top, and that is out of the end zone. It was They were playing patty cake, but it was on both sides. They let it play through. Good no call there by the officials. Another third down for this Middletown offense. They've converted the first three, the first four. And it's now third down and goal to go at the eight. 11.56 to go until halftime. Ball's left hash, moving right to left. Fuller's in the shotgun. And he wants to roll to his right. He takes the hit. And he had to throw that about four seconds before he wanted to. He wanted the slant to Calhoun, but was unable to. Princeton, with a jailbreak, had three people in the backfield, including Jaheel Thomas, and he had no choice at Fuller. He had to get rid of that. And now it's going to be field goal time for Durth. This time, it's only going to be a 26-yard field goal. Ball's left hash, 15 to go on the play clock, 11.51 to go in the quarter. Another big stop by the Viking D. Good snap, good hold, and that kick is good. He snuck it in the right side. So after a 25-yard field goal, it's now Princeton 7, Middletown 6, as you're listening to Viking Football on the ESP Media Sports Network. For over 32 years, Nelson & Associates, a family-owned, Ohio-based, full-service real estate company, has specialized in the management and development of affordable housing communities. Choose Nelson & Associates for all of your real estate needs, whether it's sales, development, property management, or consulting. We are an experienced professional team providing quality service. For more information about Nelson & Associates, please visit us on the web at www.nelsonasc.com or call us at 513-961-6011.
Rage Against the Machine. 11.47 to go until the half. Welcome back to the broadcast booth. Our new score after a 25-yard Darth field goal, his second of the night. It's the Vikings, seven, midi six. As Darth puts his right foot into this one, a beautiful high end over end kick. It drives. Foster back to the one yard line. Now he goes along the right side across the 30, 34 yard line, steps out of bounds. And that's gonna be excellent starting field position. Gonna mark him to 31 for Horton and the Viking offense. They scored on the last drive. They had no answer for Boyd and Horton and company. They'd like to have that opening drive back though. They fumbled on their own side of the field. Otherwise, this already could be a two score football game. Well, Zach, if the producing thing doesn't work out, you have a future as a DJ. Horton's all by himself. How about the trips to the near side in the jumbo? Now he's going to throw. He's got a receiver. He's got Foster. He catches it, hits the circle button in the Middletown territory to the 48-yard line. A 20-yard pitching catch. What a throw. What a catch. And the Vikings have a first down. They had trips to the near, to the near side right off the tight end. Horton. Rolled to his right, run pass option. He threw a bullet into, in between three Middletown defenders. Foster was able to make the catch, hit the circle button, and accelerated to the 48. Now they bring in motion. The jet sweep said they're going to give it to Boyd. Boyd, that's a, that's a whole lot of man that stood up there at the 44-yard line. Give him 40 yards. Boyd is every bit of 230 pounds. Only a junior, folks. Second down, six to go. 10.45 to go and a half. Princeton looking to build upon a seven to six lead. Their defense has been bent, but don't break. Only giving up two field goals to Darth. Third possession of the game for the Vikings. Ball, 44 yard line, moving left to right. Horton has it and he's Give him the 42-yard line. He got two yards. And it's going to be third down and four to go. Once again, they brought in motion. They faked that jet sweep with Matthews, the junior. This time he kept it big. Third down coming up for the Viking offense. Inside, 10-15 to go in the half. Third down and every bit of four yards. About four and a half. Ball's just outside the 42. The nose of the football has to touch the 38. Boyd split left, duels top, single bottom. Now they're Matthews in motion. They're going to give it to Boyd. Boyd has the first down and more. Stretches out to the 36-yard line. And once again, no answer for a boy. They faked the jet sweep to Matthews. Had it to Boyd right up the gut, right over left guard. To the 30, well, they put it to 37 because that's just a bad spot. But either way, it's still a first and 10 to go. Ball's on far hash, moving left to right, Princeton. The road whites with the gray pants, that red helmet with the Viking symbol on the side. Matthews in motion. Horton's going to keep it, and he's bottled up. Now he sneaks out of it. He only picks up two yards to the 35, but he was hit into the backfield. He lowered his shoulder, almost got into a duck walk. He was able to get a couple yards out of nothing. Good play there by Horton. Really, for the most part, besides a couple eight-yard runs, been bottled up. It's been all Boyd doing the damage tonight. As 
as we approach nine minutes to go before halftime. Second down, eight to go. Ball remains on that left hash. Boys to the left of Horton. They bring in motion. They're going to throw it. He wants to go up top. He's got a receiver at the five, and he drops it. He tried to do a one-handed catch. Did Burhalter instead? He dropped it, but we have a flag back at the three-yard line. And it's going to be on Middletown. And that's why apparently he only tried to catch it with one hand because his other hand was being held. It is homecoming. Mark off the 15 yards with 8.50 to go before the half. It's going to be first and 10. Princeton balls on the 20 yard line. We're going to get a timeout by Prince. That timeout comes day 50 to go as you're listening to Viking Football on the ESP Media Sports Network, powered by Learfield. Looking for future leaders we can believe in? Look no further than the high school student athletes right here in Ohio. High school sports teach young people how to be effective leaders. It includes learning to listen, accepting responsibility, being a good role model, and it's about respect. The result, it transcends sports. It gives us hope for the future. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. And welcome back to the broadcast booth. 8.50 to go before the half. Fresh off the Princeton timeout. They have two left. It's going to be first and 10 to 20. They just missed Burkhalter, but he was able to draw the flag for pass interference. So it's a fresh shut of downs. Horton's all by himself. They got that trip set to the bottom. Now they bring in motion with Foster, and they're going to give it to him on the jet sweep. Turns it up 15 down to the 11-yard line. Give him nine yards. Second down, one to go for the Vikings. Eight thirty to go. Right back to the line comes the Prince and balls dead center. Horton's in the shotgun by himself, but he does have a fullback Matthews lined up just behind center. Now they bring in motion with Foster, and it's going to be a pulling of the guard. Horton walks into the end zone. Touchdown, Vikings. Horton from twelve yards out extends the Viking lead. It's now thirteen to six, Princeton. Rutherford on for the extra point. Good snap, good hold, good kick, plenty of leg. And our new score after a 13-yard Horton touchdown run. It's the Vikings 14, the Middies 6, as you're listening to Viking Football on the ESP Media Sports Network. When it comes to financial planning, most financial companies ask, what's your salary? 
At Northwestern Mutual Cincinnati, we ask, what's your story? We know building the right financial plan means looking at more than money. That's why we start by asking the right question, listening to what matters most to you, then guiding you every step of the way to help you live the life you want, now and years from now. Plan your financial story with Northwestern Mutual. Contact us today at 513-366-3600 or visit us on the web at cincinnati.nm.com. And welcome back to the broadcast booth after Horton's sixth touchdown run of the year, this time of the 13-yard variety. Princeton extends the lead over to Middle over Middletown 14 to 6. Princeton scored touchdowns on the last two drives. You gotta believe it'd be three for three if they wouldn't have stopped themselves on that opening drive. As Foster dropped the ball on his own 40 and it it was eventually recovered by Middletown back at the 25-yard line. But despite that, Princeton still on top, 14-6. That was an onside kick to the 42-yard line. Middletown able to pick it up. Finally pushed out of bounds at the 44-yard line. Good recover there by the middies by Shaquez Thomas, the 5'6", 170-pound senior. Middletown's done a good job of moving to inside the 20, but once they hit that the money zone inside the 20, they just stall. But you see the potential this offense has. Fuller has a big right arm, does the junior. He's got a promising future, does that young man. He's got another junior split to his right, Josh Bryant. As Middletown's near hash 46-yard line, Henry jumped off sides. Little too quick. I think Henry just got excited because there wasn't a double or triple team over on that side. Get a little antsy. So that moves the ball in the Princeton territory at the 49 yard line. Ball still left hash. Trips top, single bottom. Bryant split left to Fuller. Stands at his own 46 yard line. 8.06 to go in the half. 14 6 Princeton. Takes a shotgun snap, Fuller was throw. He's got a guy in the seam. And just a little too quick was Fuller. Didn't let his feet settle. If he would have gave himself a chance, settled his feet, he had a wide open receiver across the middle. And that was Deion Brown, the 5'9 speedster, the senior. Middletown with those gray uniforms with the purple number, black trim, white pants, the wide helmet with the Middletown M on the side, sharp looking unis for the middies. Shotgun, they're gonna hand it to Brian. Brian, he's got a first down and a lot more, and he's got blockers inside the 35, down to the 30, down to the 28 yard line, and he might wanna be careful. Lucky he didn't get 15 after that as he gave a little shove. And it was right in front of the official. But kids will be kids. Ball's at the 27-yard line. Ball remains on near side, 7.53 to go. Big run there by Bryant. Able to put his foot in the turf, cut it back. Now Fuller goes to the near side. And he's got a receiver inside the 15, inside the 10. Tattooed at the 10-yard line, but not before Kylan McGill has it for first and goal. 
Actually, it's Elijah Rockhold. I like the Middletown Unis, but them numbers are about near impossible to read. Rockhold catches that one. Now he's near side, trips to the top. They're going to go that way again. He cuts it to the inside, and that was just way too high. Nice coverage, though, on the outside by Elijah Eberhardt, the senior corner, forcing that high throw. And Fuller learns to settle down a little bit with some of these throws. He's going to be dangerous because he has a live arm. Bryant split to the right. They stand at the 14. The ball stands at the 10. It's second and goal. And they're going to give it to Bryant along the near side. He gets by Thomas. He lowers his shoulder to the four-yard line before he's finally wrapped up by Todd Harding, the 300-pound junior defensive tackle. you got 300, 359, and 260 along that defensive line. That's a lot of meal prep. Third down, goal to go, balls at the four. They're going to give it to Bryant. He lowers his shoulder, and he drags Vikings into the end zone. And Middletown cuts the lead, 14 to 12. That drive took all of 63 seconds. Darth on for the extra point. Good snap, good hole, plenty of leg, kicks it deep into the Middletown night. Our new score after Bryant's fifth rushing touchdown of the year. It's Princeton, 14, Middletown, 13, as you're listening to Viking Football on the ESP Media Sports Network. London Computer Systems is a seven-time top workplace thanks to their top Cincinnati workforce. For three decades, LCS has been a leading provider of critical business technologies, including their signature property management software, Rent Manager. Take the next step in your career and join this award-winning workforce. Visit www.lcs.com careers today. New score after a three-yard touchdown run by Brian, his fifth of the year. Princeton now leads 14-13. Middletown scored on all three possessions. Two field goals by Darth. By Darth. And the touchdown run by Brian. Darth. On the kick. 7.07 to go before the half. High end over end, kick, he got this one, and they're gonna, no, it checks up, that's a loose football at the five yard line, now he's gonna be forced to bring it back. And he's gonna be tackled, Is Foster at the seven yard line. He tried to let that ball go to the end zone, but it hit the one yard line, and did a Roy McElroy checkup, like I do with my wedge from about 55 out, and it spun back to the four. He was forced to pick it up, and he was only able to get out to the nine yard line. My producer can shake his head all he wants, but I have video. It's like darts. Mm -hmm. 
as I always say, more than just a pretty face. 7 one to go before the half. Princeton backed up in their own end. Ball on the nine-yard line on the near hash. Boyd out across the 10 to the 15. Actually, they're going to give him the 14. They should give him the 15. Pretty close. Give him six yards. Good first down run there by Boyd. And if I was this Princeton offense, I, a whole lot of Boyd right now. All 230 pounds of that man because Middletown's having a problem wrapping him up on that off or right guard tackle. They marked the ball at the 14-yard line. They gave him six yards, and it's going to be second down and four to go. We'll call it five. They need to get almost to the 19-yard line. Horton's in the shotgun. They bring Matthews in motion, and it's going to be a straight quarterback keep. He ran into his offensive lineman, but he still was able to get to the 16-yard line. And Princeton has some big old hog mollies up front as he ran to the back of Vincent Martin Jr. checking in 235 pounds. Third down, we'll call it three to go. Balls at the 16, they need to get just inside the 19 to about the 18 and three quarter mark. Balls just right of center. Boards in the shotgun, boys to his left. You gotta believe it's boy time here. Now we have flags everywhere. It's going to be a false start. And now you have to believe it's going to be Burkhalter time. If they want a single man, that guy up top, you throw it up. Three things are going to happen. Incomplete. He's going to catch it. Or there's going to be a flag. Third down. Ball at seven, balls at the 12-yard line, 5.35 to go and counting in the half. Princeton on top, 14-13, but Middletown gets first ball to start the second half. There's the shotgun, he wants to go up top, now he fakes it, now he puts it down, he's gonna throw it. He's got a receiver, he just threw it out of bounds. That was a smart throw, looking for Matthews, he put it in a spot where either Matthews was going to catch it or nobody did, and instead the Middletown coaching staff caught it, and it's going to be punt time, for the first time tonight for either side. 5.19 to go. Tamir Matthews on to punt, standing two yards deep in his own end zone. Middy standing back at the 42. That's a high snap, and he just got it off. Very, there's a flag. That's a safety holding in the end zone, but it was either that or let it get blocked. So Middletown's going to take the lead on a hold in the end zone, and they're going to get the ball right back. It might have been on the one-yard line. It's going to be close. But it was, if that holding was any worse, he might have get 10 to 20 in the pen. That, that's a felony in some states. It's just going to be, did the, did the foul occur into the end zone? Middletown coaching staff, Coach Simpson, he wants that call. Coach Daniels wants an explanation. Thank you. 
It's a safety. 5.09 to go in the half. They're going to get a safety off the hold. And Middletown is going to retake the lead at 15 to 14. It was close if he was into the end zone or not when, that, when the hell it occurred. And Middletown's going to get the ball right back as they take a 15-14 lead as they look to end a four-game losing streak. But the one thing, Princeton, this has definitely been a second-half football team this year. Coach Daniels and company very good with the second-half adjustments. It'll be a free kick from the 20-yard line. You can punt it, which most teams elect to do, or you can go ahead and tee it up. Rutherford, the senior, he's going to put the tee into the ground. J.C. Calhoun back deep to receive. He's on the near side. Josh Bryant up to the top. Bryant's at the 39. Calhoun is at the 35. And that's a short pooch kick. And that's a loose football, but it's finally picked up. And a nice open field tackle there by Princeton. Calhoun picks it up, and he is thrown to the ground by Leroy Bowers. And Middletown will take over first and 10 on their own 49-yard line with 5.05 to go into the half. Near side's Fuller, and he's going to hand it up to Bryant. Bryant has a huge cutback lane inside the 40, and he dives head first to the 33-yard line. Pick up at 18 yards, and that's another Middletown first down, and that's where Coach Daniels is going to make that second-half adjustment on that run defense. We saw it last week against Lakota East, right back to the line, right back to Bryant, and he breaks about three tackles. Down to the 27-yard line, and that's going to be a 23-yard line. Give them 10 yards, and that's another Middletown first down. Back-to-back plays, 28 yards, and the last two on the ground by Bryant. And right now, there's no answer for Bryant. Fuller brings the troops right back to the line. Right back to Bryant, and this time Henry wraps him up, but he falls forward to the 20. Second down, seven to go, 4.30 to go before the half. Ball just outside of left hash, moving right to left. 4.13 to go before the half. Fuller's in the shotgun. Bryant to his right. 
They swing down motion with Brown from right to left. Fuller's going to pull it and run. He's got the first down and more. Inside the 10 to the 9, and it's going to be goal to go Middletown. And they are just putting on an offensive clinic right now between the tackles. I guess it's very good, but now very tired. Princeton front seven. They've been on the field almost the whole first half. First and goal, balls on the nine yard line, 3.47 to go. Hands it off to Bryan, he walks into the end zone. Touchdown, Middletown. Nine yards out, Bryant second of the night, his sixth of the year. Darth on for the extra point. Good snap, good hold, and it's blocked! That ball's loose, but at the high school level, once it's blocked, it's that's it. This would have been college, that would have been a scoop and score. But our new score, after a nine yard Bryant touchdown run, his sixth of the year, his second of the night. It's Middletown 21. Princeton 14 as you're listening to Viking Football on the ESP Media Sports Network. Filling an opening at your company means more than just finding an employee. You're looking for a fit, a match. Robert Half understands that. We know you need someone who can do the work, someone who complements your culture. And of course, you need that someone fast. When it all comes together, it makes for a perfect fit. Satisfaction guaranteed. Robert Half, the matching experts in accounting, finance, IT, legal, marketing, and administrative staffing. Visit roberthalf.com radio for more information. Welcome back to the broadcast booth after Bryant punched it in from nine yards out. Middletown extends the lead as it's now 21-14 over Princeton. Dearth puts his right hand up, puts his right foot into it. A beautiful high end over and kick. And this time it goes into the end zone. And Princeton get the ball first and 10 on the 20. And if it gets any colder, there's going to be snow. Horton brings the troops from the sideline. 3.42 to go before the half. Plenty of time to go. 80 yards, two, and two timeouts. Horton, shotgun, all by his lonesome. That trip set to the bottom. Burke, Berthold towards the very bottom. Now they bring in motion with Foster, and Horton's going to keep it along the left side. And he's got blockers. Now he's got the first down and more. Out across the 35. Steps out of bounds at the 37-yard line. Give him 17 yards. And a first down for the Vikings. Ball's now on far hash, moving left to right. 3.35 to go before half. 21-14, Middletown. Uh, Princeton on the move once again. Foster's in motion. It's going to be a straight quarterback keep. And Horton was able to pick up a yard. Very fortunate. Middletown was able to get into the backfield. 
as Javon Davis, or sorry, Sebastian Sharp. It says 317, he's 317. They didn't make kids like this when I was growing up. Not to date myself. As we approach the three minute mark before the half, balls left hash. Horton all by his lonesome, single top. Duels bottom, now they're gonna puff fake. He wants to go up top. He's got a receiver, he's got Foster wide open to 30, the 25, the 20, inside. They're gonna mark him at the 16 yard line. What a throw, Horton pump fake. The DB bit, he was able to hit Foster in stride, the safety came over, but it was too late. And now they're gonna officially mark it at the 18 yard line. What a throw by Horton, 2.49 to go before the half. He gave him that shoulder fake. And it was sink, line, and hook after that. Nice ball fake there by Horton. Now Matthews is in motion, but they're gonna give it to Boyd. Boyd inside the 15. Looked like he might have even more down to the 13. He's gonna get five, but for a second there, it looked like he might house it, but with 2.35 to go, it's gonna be second down about five. They bring in motion. Horton's going to keep it. Hops to the outside. He's got the 10. He's got the first down. Down to the six-yard line. And it's going to be goal to go for the Vikings. Nice answer by this Princeton offense as the clock stops momentarily with 2.12 to go. Now Princeton's starting to let some clock goes. We're inside two minutes. Each team with two timeouts. Actually, Prince or Middleton has all three. First down, goal to go. Play clock's at seven. Now they bring in motion. They're going to give it to Boyd. Boyd hops to the outside. He is going to be stood up. Maybe got a yard, did Boyd down to the five, and Javen Davis, it says two, he's waiting. He's busking, a biscuit shy of 300. That's a big boy right there. And he grabbed Boyd and he threw him down. Maybe a half a yard, second down goal to go. We're inside 120 to go before the half. Princeton's in no hurry. Duels top, single to the bottom. Horton's going to straight keep it. He hops to the outside, and he has his legs taken out from him at the four-yard line. Nice open field tackle. Earl Nelson III was able to wrap him up. And it's a big third down goal to go. Ball's just inside the four. Ball's on left hash, moving left to right. 42 seconds to go before the half. Shotgun formation to give it to Boyd. And Boyd barrels into the end zone. Touchdown, Princeton. And with 37 seconds to go before the half, they're an extra point away from answering the score and tying this football game up. Boyd's second of the night, his fifth of the season. Rutherford's on for the extra point. 
and it's good. Our new score after a four-yard boy touchdown run, his second of the night. It's Princeton 21. It's Middletown 21. As you're listening to Viking Football on the ESP Media Sports Network, powered by Sidearm. Loveland Chiropractic Office has been treating patients in the Loveland area since 1921. We have generations of experience that continue to lead the field in chiropractic care. With our experience, we have high level of success with acute injuries as well as chronic conditions. You can find us online at lovelandchiro.com. That's lovelandchiro.com. And on Facebook. And welcome back to the broadcast booth. 37 seconds to go before the half. It's Princeton 21, Middletown 21, after a boy's second touchdown run of the night, his fifth of the season. Answered Middletown score three minutes and five seconds prior and a very busy second quarter if you're the scoreboard operator. Hayden Cobbs toes it up. At the 40. Puts his right foot into this one. It's just going to be a little swib kick. And it's going to be fielded by Bryant out across the 30. Spins his way to the 39. Very fortunate he didn't regain his footing. Otherwise, he might have housed it. And with 32 seconds to go, you got all three timeouts if you're Middletown. Maybe you take a shot, plus high school football. Clock still stops at the first downs. Shotgun formation, that's a false start. 31 seconds to go, and it's gonna be five yards further back. Right tackle jumped. Gonna be a first down, 15 to go. 31 seconds to go before the half. Trips top, single to the bottom, Fuller in the shotgun, hands it off to Bryant. He hops to the outside. We got a flag. It's coming back. There's going to be a hold on the right side. They're going to get that right tackle with 24 seconds to go. It's going to be first down and 25. And at this point, if you're Middletown, you might as well just take a knee and go to the locker room. Only bad things can happen. First down, 25 to go, 24 seconds. You get first ball, second half. No reason to do anything crazy here. Let's see what Coach Don Simpson elects to do here. You got to believe there's going to put, nope. There's on that shotgun formation. Duels the east side, balls right, hash. Bryant split right of Fuller. And they're going to give it to Brian. He turns it upfield. Thomas wraps him up at the 25. And now they're just going to go to the locker room. And that'll do it for the first half. Here from Middletown, our score. It's Princeton 21, Middletown 21. That first quarter 
only saw two scores. Coach Middletown got the scoring started on a 37-yard field goal by Darth. His first of the night, it made it three to nothing. Three minutes, 37 seconds late, three minutes, 33 seconds later. It was Boyd, his first of the night from five yards out. They gave Princeton a seven to three lead. And that's the way it stayed at the end of the first quarter. Then the second quarter happened. It got started with Darth, his second of the night, this time from 25 yards out. That cut to Princeton lead to 7-6. Princeton was then able to extend that lead 14-6 as Horton, his sixth touchdown run of the year, this time from 13 yards out, made it 14-6. And then Middletown went on a run. It started with Bryant's three-yard touchdown run, his fifth of the year. That cut the deficit to 14-13. And then a little over 60 seconds later, or two minutes later, with Princeton with the ball, they get called for holding in the end zone. That resulted in a safety in Middletown. Took the first lead since the opening quarter at 15 to 14. Middletown then took the next kick, marched it right down to field. Bryant, his second on the night, this time from nine yards out, extended that lead to 21-14 after Princeton blocked the extra point. And then just before the half with 37 seconds to go, Boyd punched in his second on the night, his fifth of the year, this time from four yards out. And that tied the game up at 21-21 as the Middletown band takes the field. Middletown will get the ball first to start the second half. That'll do it for the first half here from Chris Carter Field. And at the end of the first half, it's Princeton 21, Middletown 21. As you're listening to Viking Football, the ESP Media Sports Network, powered by Learfield. For over 55 years, Miller Valentine has worked in close collaboration with businesses when they are ready to build, renovate, or expand. Choosing Miller Valentine as your construction partner means aligning yourself with passionate experts who recognize the value of a team approach. Having grown from a small general contractor to a nationally recognized construction company, Miller Valentine listens closely to your needs to recommend the best combination of construction techniques to fit your project. For more information about Miller Valentine Group, please visit us at www.mvg.com. to another edition of the Angry Quarterbacks. I'm Richard Skinner from Local 12 and Local12.com. But the real quarterback, he is Tony Pike of UC, Reading High School and Carolina Panthers fame and a noted quarterback whisperer in the area. Guru. Guru. I watched one of your quarterbacks on TV Saturday night, Cam Hergett from Beachwood. Uh, made some good throws. They lost 7-3. to three. He made some good plays. Taft. Taft's got some athletes. i tell you what, they, they are really well coached. They've got a good nose tackle. Yes, they do. That guy plugged up the middle. <laughs> he really did. We'll talk some high school football coming up in segment two. Segment three will feature college football, but we start with the National Football League and mm. the Cincinnati Bengals. Mm. All right. I bought in week one yep. that maybe this coaching staff could scheme around some of the deficiencies. And... The second half of the Buffalo game made me think, huh, they got a little rhythm running the ball, look like what they wanted to do with their play-action game. This offense maybe is going to start to evolve. Now it's it's pretty convincing to me that, and I know people are thinking, you're going to say it's on Zach Taylor. It may be. I, I still don't know the answer to that. It, it's, it's pretty plain, though, that 
Um, and it happens to a lot of teams in the league. You eventually get to the realization that it's time to reboot, rebuild, yep. whatever you want to say. I'm at that point now. What say you, Tony Pike? Yeah, and, and the problem with this year is that for the last few years, the organization has had a scapegoat because it hasn't been the roster. It's been, well, Marvin Lewis has to go. And that's what people have been able to talk about the last couple of years. Well, now Marvin Lewis is gone. You bring in a new face. You bring in a new staff. And now the roster is being exposed. It's not Zach Taylor, which everyone's talking about. It's how bad the roster looks and, right now. And let's be clear real quickly, not, not to cut you off. It was time for Marvin Lewis. No, yes, It was time absolutely. for a new voice. That, yes. You had reached that stage of the game. But, 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 but you're right. It, 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 I think the front office, either they really thought, they deep down really thought that all it's going to take is a coaching change. Right. We don't have to do much. That This guy's going to come in and fix it. Or they just tried to buffalo the fans of, hey, we got you your coach. That's yep. what you wanted. Hey, new coach is going to take him some time. Yeah. You know, to, but, it, but they didn't go that route, though, that's going to take some time. Right. They, they made the choice, and they made the statement that we're going all in for this year. Yes. You didn't draft for the future. You didn't. No, you didn't, right. right like you, you drafted to try to win this year. You, you go out, and, and here's the thing. Yes, it's time to start the rebuild. Because what they've done is they've just put all these Band-Aids on different problems, and yeah. those Band-Aids rip up, and the problem's worse. Yes. The, the infection is spreading, whatever you want to. But what that would take is something that this franchise has never been willing to do. That's that right. That would be to make these moves. And, 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 look, it, and I'm telling you right now, if you don't, and I think it's the time, I said it on another podcast this, the, that I did, you've come to the time now where your moves either better pay off in grand fashion. Let me, let me backtrack. What you have to do now is honestly, you have to give the fan base the fact that you're bringing in a bona fide NFL caliber general manager with yep. that title that we can now point to and go, it's on him. Yep. I can't point to anybody. I, look, I can point to Duke Tobin a little bit and go, dude, your drafts have sucked. Yep. But I don't know if it's all. On, I don't know if it's all on him because right. the coaches have had input along the way. I still can't tell you with any definitiveness, and maybe you can. Maybe you know better than I do. I can't tell you who officially makes the pick on draft day. No. I, I can't. Can you? No. And and Would it surprise you if I told you it was Marvin Lewis? No. Back in the day? Would it surprise you if I told you it was Duke Tobin? No. Would it surprise you if I told you it was Mike Brown? No. We have no idea. And the problem is, is that when you when you put all these draft class together, so this year we were told Drew Sample. Drew Sample right now is best ranked block, best blocking tight end in the out draft. Of, out of ten rookie tight ends playing, he's the lowest ranked best blocking run blocking tight end. You're stupid. Because he's the best blocking oh, tight end in the draft. Yeah. Remember? Well, well, there's nine other tight oh. ends that are run blocking better. Well, there's, it's because he's getting a lot of snaps, though, Tony. There's, there's yeah, there's nine other tight ends that have more catches, completion, or yards, touchdowns, everything, than Drew Sample. But, but he gets a lot of snaps. Yeah. Oh. Jermaine Pratt. How's that working out? We're, we're not going to go get Quan Alexander and, no. and overpay him. No. Because we got this guy from NC State, That's Jermaine right. Pratt. Yeah, he's going to, yeah. What's he doing? Um, His reps were taken this week by a guy they signed, what, last week? He did get a couple reps, but yeah. Leroy Reynolds has gotten more snaps than right. he has. Yeah. So so all you, you've missed in the draft, it, yes, there's been some bad luck to that. But at the same yes. point, if anything's going to change, if I'm the Bengals, I call the Bears and I say, hey, you guys are close. What would you be willing to give for Andy Dalton? I call a team like the Patriots. Hey, I know the Antonio Brown thing didn't work. What would you give for uh, A.J. AJ Green? Green. Yep. No, no question. Uh, Geno Atkins. What? Just find ways because right now you look across the league. I can go through every team that has at least something to look forward to. Even the Miami Dolphins, as bad as they are, they are stockpiled with first-round picks. Yes, they can. They can look forward and say, "Hey, 
we're putting our eggs in this basket. You can go to Arizona, Kyler Murray, number one overall quarterback. You can go to all these different teams. What right now is that for the Bengals? Because you can't say Joe Mixon, because if I'm Joe Mixon, Taylor. if I'm Joe Mixon, why would I want to re-sign here anyway with the offensive line and, that's assembled? And folks, in case you're wondering, after next year, Joe Mixon becomes yes, a free, free agent. agent. And what, what have these running backs, high-profile running backs done as of late? Just hold out. Yeah, right. So the answer is not Joe Mixon. Is it a quarterback that will be in his 10th year? Is it an aging defense? Is it where? Is it John Ross? Is it Drew Sample? Jermaine Pratt? Who? Who going forward do you put your hat on and say, well, we can build around this guy? Tyler, we can build Tyler around Boyd, this. but you're not building right. around Tyler Boyd. Right. So all of that, you're mixing all that. I, I, I just don't know at this point who that is for the Bengals, and if that's the answer. And the problem is, if you're going through this reboot and rebuild and maybe a different philosophy, because the philosophy has been, and I've agreed with it, of draft, retain, and build with your own. And, yes. and, it, and it has worked. I mean, it worked to make them five straight playoff appearances, right? Yep. It, it worked. But now you're starting to whiff badly in the yes. draft. Some of it, not no fault of your own, but some of it, absolute fault of your own. Maybe you got... Maybe you got over your skis and thought you're a super genius and right. that anything I decide is going to be the right thing. Well, all I can tell you is since really the Cedric Obwehi, Jake Fisher draft, it has been yeah. nothing but disaster after disaster. And that's why we are where we are right, right now. You, you, your, your organizational philosophy isn't to dive into high price free agents. It's to no. pick at the scrap heap to plug yep. in a gap. And that's okay if the other 19 or 20 spots are really good because you've drafted and retained. But when you're starting to plug in, John Miller at right guard, yeah. who really can't play, and Bobby Hart after yeah. last year at right tackle. That's, who really that was our can't big offseason signing on right. the offensive line. Then suddenly you've you've got a roster full of deficient players, and that's right. where we are. So that's why I'm saying, I'll go back to: Do you have faith that this front office is capable no. of having an organizational philosophy or a philosophy switch, and or rebuilding this roster to make it better? I at, don't. At this point, I don't. And at this point, when you look, and I know. I know different things have happened. I know it wasn't going to be the the you know their their once in decade talents, but this team in the past few years chose to pass on Lamar Jackson. They passed on a guy like Mahomes and Deshaun Watson to go get their guys. So they have passed on the. And, and I'm okay with that right. because I think they had a capable quarterback. But then when you're trying to draft for the other position groups right. to go around that, and you whiff, it doesn't it doesn't work? It doesn't work. So then you you either should have went and got one of those guys and built your team around a rookie quarterback salary, or you have to nail some of these guys. And when you don't do it in the draft, then you have to do what you're not comfortable with and go make a big trade. Well, or you have to go sign a big free agent. That's, that's what you have to do if you, you want to win in this league. And now, I thought Malik Jefferson had a good game Sunday, didn't oh, you? Yeah. Last year's third-round pick? Yeah, 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 yeah. But now, when you're not doing that, and this is the product that's on the field, I mean, think, think as a Cincinnati fan base mentally how we act. Week one. Well, they were close. That's a that's a mental win. I, I don't even know if it was close. I, I think it was just it the, just felt different. It just felt different. Yeah. So then you talk. I was talking myself on Monday afternoon into saying, you know what? If the Bengals beat Pittsburgh, oh, I was. Th- and then they I beat Arizona. Too. They're they're one game out. They're, they're a trip to Baltimore. Going away from to Baltimore being, yeah. for being in first. That is where, as a Cincinnati fan, I've resorted to trying to to tease myself and talk myself into no, this I stuff. No, th- I think Monday, honestly, was the best thing that could have happened as, 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 a, as a journalist and, yep. as a, as a, and for those that are fans, uh, maybe for the organization of, you know what, you bottomed out. Yep. And, and, and we saw the bottoming out process that this roster needs a complete and utter overhaul, and you better start doing it sooner rather than later. And listen, 
I, I do. I think Andy Dalton's a more capable quarterback, I believe, than you think he is. But I think if you're in that process, yep. then, then he's up for sale. He's up for trade yeah. debate. I, I got no problem with that. Um, A.J. Green is absolutely open mm-hmm. for that. Geno Act, anybody. I mean, there's the nobody. The problem is if you don't do it with A.J. this year you're, you're getting and he no, walks. Yeah. What did you, how bad do you look? You look stupid. Yes. And there's no way. This will also tell me. I want people to understand when I say this. This is not an indictment on A.J. Green. He's a, he's a terrific guy. Yeah. He's been injured a chunk over the last few years, and that starts to make me worry a little bit. He's going to yep. be 32 when next season starts. He's not doesn't have the fountain of youth, although he's got a body that looks like he could play forever. He doesn't because the body's breaking down to some degree. Some of it right. just the, the nature of the game. But are you going to throw a ton of money at a 32-year-old wide receiver on a team that's that's got other right. gi- giant holes? Right. You can't do and that. And I know. And if I know. If you do that, it'll tell me that honestly, you don't know what right. you're doing. And I know AJ says all the right things, but if you're AJ Green, do you want to come back for a rebuild? I would say deep down, probably not. But I, I, think, I think he is one of those guys. That would well, the love problem, to spend the problem, AJ is AJ. And, and, and AJ honestly, looks up to Larry Fitzgerald. And maybe, They're close, yes. and that's like the Larry Fitzgerald model. Yeah. But Larry Fitzgerald made it to a Super he Bowl. Made it to a Super Bowl. Um, and I think AJ, when he has said this, and he said it actually to us right after he got the boot off, um, that he would like to stay in Cincinnati. I think he's absolutely sincere in that. But I also think at the time he said it, maybe he got buffaloed into thinking, hey, we're not that far away. Yeah. Yeah, you are. You're way, yep. you're way far away, right. man. You're way far away. You're three linebackers and eventually a new quarterback and at least Offensive one at least a, at least one guard and one yep. tackle because you do get Jonah Williams back. And right. we, we don't know if he's going to pan out either, but right. I would the hope is okay, it was the right pick to make. Let's yeah. let's give them that. It would whether it pans out or not, that was the right pick mm-hmm. to make. Um yeah, so you're at that stage if you're him of do I do I really want to be a part of this? Right. Is this how I want to go out? And if you're the Bengals, you but you can't afford to do that though. Right. And even if he gives you the the the, the hometown discount, it's still a sizable chunk of change he is yes. going to make on the hometown discount too. Correct. So get some value. You got to yes. the end of this month to get some value. Yep. And look, I'm not here to tell you it's time to turn to Ryan Finley as your quarterback and make him the quarterback of the future. Right. But if you can swing a deal for Andy Dalton by the yep. deadline, that's really good. It gives you an opportunity to see what Ryan Finley is. Yes. And then you and get attack a, the draft yeah. next year. And, and you're right. I think for him it would be a team that, that, like a Chicago Bears, that has a lot of good parts. Yep. And Andy Dalton is way better than Chase Daniel, and he's not going to screw right. this up. And, and, hey, he just needs to come in and be kind of a manager. And right. We get, a, he's, uh, he's an upgrade over what we have good now. offensive line. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's teams – I look at the Packers. You put AJ Green on the Packers. You put AJ Green on the Patriots, or something like I'm on that. The Saints, right? I mean, there are there are teams that if you really wanted to make something happen, you could start making some calls uh, because historically the Bengals don't do this. So, and, but but historically, that's why they've gone three decades without correct. winning a playoff. Game. Exactly. So, at, at what point, if Monday's not the kick in the gut, when is? Yes. Because the the football product on Monday. You're, watching, you, you, are, you are how old? How old are you? 33. 33. So basically in your lifetime, you've never no. seen it. You, even, even in the playoff win, you were too young to remember. Right. I mean, I, I grew up at least and saw two Super Bowls, but yep. I've also now seen 30 years yep. of this. And I think as time goes on, I hope we don't get to the point in five years where you go, you know what, man, Marvin deserves a lot more credit than we even gave him. And he does. He deserves yeah. a lot of credit. He changed the culture of the organization. Yeah. But, but you're... You're walking a, a tightrope now if you're the Bengals organization of losing a fan base. Completely losing it. I mean, you go to other fan bases, like, and, and Mo Egger mentioned this yesterday. You go to Kansas City, that fan base loves the Chiefs, no matter what. Yes. The Browns. Bills. 
Dude, I was just the in Bills, Buffalo. Those people They love nuts. their teams. You don't see that no. here. No, and, because and, you've gotten kicked in the head too right. many times. So, so at least... And, and it's generational now. I mean, again, right. you're, you're at the age where you're going to start to have your own children here at some point, right? And, and, it, yeah, and so now you're at the point never of... Never going to win? I, right. They haven't done it in my right. lifetime. Hey, kid, maybe they'll do it in yours. Right. I mean, and even the Browns didn't win a game a few years ago. And and that that but fan base went, what, loves them, right? But what did they then do? They went and got a competent yes. general manager in in, in, yep. in John Dorsey. Yep. They decided Hugh Jackson was a clown show. Let's move yep. on for that. And I don't know if Freddie Kitchens is the answer either. That right. feels like a jump the gun moment. But they they brought in a qualified NFL yep. general manager who has done things in this league to build a team. And and that's my thing. It's not a five year rebuild process in the NFL. Three. If you, you get the you right guy, you can do it in three, and you could start seeing the fruits of that in two. And you've already got. From a rebuild perspective, I'm getting a new piece in Jonah Williams at some right. point, maybe later this You're year. You're going to get a year. high draft pick yes. to start next year. Why not stockpile draft picks and start that way yes. and, and, and give yourself every and opportunity? And if not, and they have, done, I, I, they have done a good job with their dollars, and more so than people think, because they've always put money in what I would call the rainy day account to yep. sign A.J. Green and re-sign him, to re-sign Andy Dalton when they did, to extend to Giovanni Bernard. They've always had, to, to, last year, ex- to, to extend Geno Atkins and, and Carlos Dunlap. I'm not asking you people to to agree that those were the right moves, but I, I, I do think that they, they were, and that, that's their philosophy. Yep. All right, let's go away from that then. The rainy day fund is gone. I'm not going to re-up A.J. Green again. I'm not going to give him, just because he's been a good soldier and a, and a, and a, and a great guy, and all those things, I'm not paying for that because it's it's cost inefficient. It's not. It doesn't right. make any sense when you have all these other issues. Yep. But I I gotta be honest. I don't have faith they do it right. right. I have no and faith that's in the it. Problem. And I think that's the problem that with no the fan does. base. Yep. Is the fan base now says, "Yep, I don't have faith in you people doing this because you're going to try to do it your way." And guess yep. what? In 30 years, in 30 years, yep. your worked. way has not worked. I. Paul Brown, and you can look and go, why they have success before this this lengthy mm-hmm. run. Because Paul Brown was alive, and Paul Brown knew football, right. and he knew what football players look like and how to build a football team, okay? Yep. Paul Brown died in 1991. It is no coincidence that it has not been since that point right. in time that they have won a, won a playoff game. Right. It really isn't. Well, the problem is, and I, and I mentioned this, the football, the game of football has changed. I mean, you talk about 10 years ago, when I was coming out of Cincinnati, it was, well, he's a shotgun quarterback, you can't make can't the transition. That. Right. Right. That's all they do now. Yep. Every team, the the game is changing. The tempo is changing. The skill set you need to build a roster is changing. And that's where Zach Taylor may be the perfect right. guy to coach that. Yeah, but, but you got to get coach. those pieces. Yes, yeah. It, it it that's where money to me was just the final. Yeah. Was it was almost like you know I mean, what? good. It, I, I I now saw it for myself completely that it, it the maybe I fooled myself in week one of thinking mm-hmm. all right maybe this roster at least. Is good enough to do some yeah. things this year with these guys? No. But look what no, the rosters not. have done. Look at the Saints who lose Drew Brees and have two of the most impressive wins on their resume the last two weeks. You're right. Because of the whole roster. Yeah. Look what the Kansas City Chiefs do. They lose. Look at the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, they, they lose they survived, Kareem Hunt. They survived Cam Newton's loss. Yeah. They lo- Kansas City loses Kareem Hunt. They lose Tyreek Hill. Still doing what they're doing. Jacksonville had that team that went to the pl- that went to the AFC Championship game yep. two years ago. Still have the core of that team. Thought yep. they needed an upgraded quarterback. Did that. And now without that quarterback, they're still winning games because guess yes. what? That core of that AFC championship game there. is still around. Yes, it, it is possible to do it. But, again, that means you have to have the confidence in an organization that hasn't done it for 30 years to finally say, yeah, okay, we're going to do it. And maybe maybe the San Francisco game was a start because as good as they looked in a loss to Seattle, that, that game against San Francisco wasn't sold out. 
The fans oh, haven't no. bought back in yet. No. This Sunday, it's gonna be, there's going to be more people at Nippert Friday night than will be at the game on Sunday against the Arizona have, have Cardinals. They, they, I, I'm assuming, have they sold out Friday night's game? Yes, Okay, I so, then, then, so I, yeah. then they absolutely will, because I think the season ticket base for the Bengals is somewhere around 35000 yeah. That will be the announced attendance, whether that's right. even that many people in the place or not. I mean, the, the average price, and, and the Bengals are one of the lowest, the average yes. price to take a family of four to an NFL game is like 480 Yeah, are you getting banged for your Is that what you want to do? Yeah. No. On a Sunday? No. When I could sit at home and watch the Sunday ticket and watch every NFL game I want? And and guess what happens to the fan like you that does that after three years, four years, right. five years, and you come to the realization of, honestly, this is more enjoyable than going down right. to a football game. Yep. Unless they were to win on I a have, grand scale, and I mean, like, yep. let's just say they make a Super Bowl run one year. Yep. That'll get you back. I have found but myself. If, but if you continue muddling in the 9-7, and 7-9, seven, seven and yep. nine, you're not coming back for that. Yep. Maybe a game, I have, occasional I've game. I've found myself more interested because of how they play that I'll make it a point to watch the Kansas City Chiefs. Sure. I'll make it a point to watch the Saints. Tampa Bay right now is fun to watch because they're scoring points. I'll make it Tony, a point to do know, all that. As, as you, I mean, I cover the Bengals yep. on, a, on a daily basis. And so this past Sunday, I actually had a chance to be a fan. Right. Like, I, I turned on the Red Zone channel, didn't turn it off. Right. I mean, I, I, it's, and, and I, it's, 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 it's superb. Yep. I got a feel for literally every NFL game. And occasionally, because we were the Kansas City game was, was in this market right. shown, occasionally I'd go back during a lull to go back and watch a little bit of that game, yep. right? So it was, it was perfect for me. I, right. I, and if I was just a fan on a Sunday, and I grew up a, I won't be, I, I grew up a Bengals fan. I, I, my dad was a season ticket holder. We went from the time I was, well, we moved back here in 70, 74, 75. From that seventy five season on, we went to every game together. Yep. And as a, as a journalist, once I got into this and looked how this organization was run, and part of it is then you become a journalist and you get a little right. cynical and you get a little jaded and the fan in you goes out. I realized. How do you people root for this this club? Right. I don't get. How did I do that? Well, for, just, well, because Paul Brown was alive and he built yeah. good teams. Just imagine what this weekend did. If you're a Bengals fan, it, you it, you it, got it, the chance. It ended it. You got the chance like you did on Sunday to watch all these other mm-hmm. NFL games, and then Monday night on a national scale, you watched your quarterback get sacked eight times. You watched an opposing quarterback making his second career start throw 16 passes to the running backs, dink and dunk you all the way down the field. Your linebackers were inept. Your offensive line was inept. And then you're thinking to yourself, man, wasn't wasn't that the problem last year? Oh, oh wasn't it? And now it's worse right now? Like, yeah. So you're as a fan, you almost come across like, well, do they care? Why should I care? I just watched brand of football on Sunday that was really good, and I just watched I, on just national trying. TV a chance, a chance to, to rewrite the script and a chance. Getting answers, finding solutions. Local 12 News investigates. As soon as we called you, everything happened very quickly. Not afraid to ask the tough questions. Taking action, getting the truth. Local 12 News investigates. And welcome back to the broadcast booth as we get you set for quarter number three from Middletown as the Vikings and the Middies tied up at 21. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the broadcast booth. Alongside Zach Waddell, my name is Rob Roberts. First half stats, Princeton, 26 carries for 141 yards, 12 first downs. They also threw for 103 yards, 244 yards, a total offense. On the other side, Middletown, 130 yards and just 19 carries.
but only 35 through the air and four of 10 passing. Horton, three of four passing for the Vikings. Time of possession, Princeton had it for 13.49, Middletown for 10.11. Just one sack, that was had by Princeton. It went for a six yard loss. The one turnover by Foster in the opening drive, that led to three points coming back from Middletown. And that's where we stand as the one and four middies look to get off this 0-3 start. They've lost four in a row, three straight in conference play while Prince is looking to improve to four and two, but more importantly, get back to 500 in conference play at two and two because they have their biggest games coming up against Lakota West and Fairfield. Fairfield coming next week. But Princeton's been known for their second half. Adjustments, let's see what they can do here. Princeton will kick off right to left. They're in their visiting whites with the red numbers, gray pants, red socks. Red helmet with the white Viking logo on the side. Princeton with the gray unis, purple numbers, white trim, white pants, purple stripes along the side, the white helmet with the purple Middletown M on the side. Hayden Cobbs toes it up at the 40 yard line. Bryant back deep to receive for the Middies. The official Blows the whistle, the right hand goes up, the right foot goes into it. It's a high end over end kick and it's going to go into the end zone and Middletown will start the opening possession of the second half on the 20 yard line. And we have flags everywhere on the far side. This might be an unsportsmanlike conduct. That was a late flag. as we wait for the call. Personal foul, that'll go half the distance to the goal line against Middletown. They're gonna have the first and 10 on their own 10 yard line and that gentleman couldn't catch the number. That's his first personal foul of the game. So now Middletown will have a longer field, first and 10. Ball's on their own 10. They're gonna put the ball on right hash, moving left to right to start quarter number three. Fuller brings his troop from the sidelines and he's gonna have Bryant in the backfield with him. Bryant's gonna be split left. Up top goes Million and Rockhold, single to the bottom. 13 to go on the play clock, shotgun. Takes the snap, he's gonna hand it to Bryant, and Bryant is tackled, no gain on the play. Good tackle there by Thomas. At the 10, no gain. Brown checks in, Cooper checks out of the midi lineup. They're gonna go trips that side, Brown in the slot, Bryant split left. Fuller standing at the six, now Bryant moves to his right. Fuller steps back to the five. 
Now they bring motion in with Brown, right to left, duels to each side. They're gonna hand it up to Bryant, puts his foot in the ground. He's gonna get to the 13 yard line. Maybe the 14, it's gonna be third down and six to go for Middletown. And Middletown had a lot of success in that opening half on third downs. Shotgun formation for Fuller, balls dead center. Takes the shotgun snap, goes on the quick hitter, and and out of the hands of Brown. Hit him in perfect stride. Brown was in the slot, did a quick slant, him in the hands. But unfortunately, or unfortunately for Middletown fans, took his eyes off the ball, looked up at the safety that was coming over the top. And Juan Jarrett drops the ball, and it's gonna be a three and out. Good defensive stop there for Princeton to start the second half. Foster and Bowers back to receive the punt. They're standing at the 45. Durth standing at the goal line. 10.48 to go in the third quarter, short end kick. And they're gonna let that hit. It takes a Middletown bounce to the 45 yard line. And that's where Princeton's gonna start their first offensive possession of the second half. First and 10 on the 45 yard line is Horton. 12 carries for 87 yards in an opening frame. Thomas Boyd had 11 for 60. Ball's near side, moving right to left. 10.48 to go in the third quarter. Horton standing at the 50 all by himself. Trips, the duel's top, single bottom, H-back, now motion with Foster right to left. Horton's going to straight quarterback, keep along the right side. He's got five yards to the 40, give him a first down, give him 11 yards to the 34-yard line, and a fresh set of downs for the Princeton offense. Ball now, right hash, 34-yard line. Ball for a hash. Burkhalter to the bottom by himself. High snap. They gave it to Boyd, and that slipped up the timing just enough. Gets to the 32-yard line. Give him two. Call it second out and eight to go. Burkhauser splits near side, ball remains far hash. Duels top, Boyd split right of Horton. He stands at the 37 yard line. Looking to take the first lead of the second half. They bring in motion with Matthews. He wants to go up top. He's got a receiver along the far side. Jump ball, touchdown! Princeton, a beautiful throw to Rodney Harris Jr. The sophomore jumps up, brings it down in the end zone, and Princeton retakes the lead. 27-21, a 33-yard pitch and catch. On for the extra point. 
Now we have flags everywhere. That's offsides. They're going to put this half to the distance, and now Coach Daniels is going to run his offense back out on the field. They're going to go for two. For Horton, that's his fourth touchdown catch. Fourth touchdown throw. And for Harris Jr., that's his second. Now they're going to go for two in that diamond formation. Horton turns it up, and he stands up, and the two-point conversion is good. Our new score after a 33-yard pitch and catch, Horton to Harris Jr. It's now Princeton 29, Middletown 21, as you're listening to Viking Football on the ESP Media Sports Network. This is Jerry Snodgrass, Executive Director of the Ohio High School Athletic Association. One of my long-standing goals is to help people understand that high school sports are about so much more than wins and losses. The OHSAA promotes education-based athletics, where sports are an extension of the classroom. Our schools all want to win. There's no doubt about it. But at the end of the day, it's all about sportsmanship, leadership, and making certain that academics are a priority. Thank you for your support of high school sports in Ohio. Our new score after Horton's fourth touchdown pass of the year, Harris's second touchdown catch of the year and a two-point conversion by Horton as Princeton takes a 29-21 lead. 9.33 to go in the third quarter. Princeton's defense got the three and out, and the offense took it right down the field. Three plays, 45 yards, and it took less than a minute. High end over end kick. And it's going to be fielded by the up back at the 10-yard line. That's Calhoun out across the 25. Breaks a couple tackles. And now he's going to get drove back to the 22-yard line, and that's where they're going to mark it. His forward progress out to the 25, but then he reestablished re himself, tried to turn it upfield. Instead, got dragged down to 22. So with 9.22 to go in the third quarter, Middletown will take it over for the second time here in the second half, now trailing by eight. This eight-point lead matches the largest they had back in the first quarter, or second quarter with 8.10 to go. Horton's touchdown run made the lead 14 to six. Ball's far hash, moving left to right, ball 22-yard line. Fuller's in the shotgun. He's got Bryant to his right, Duels bottom, single to the top, and they're going to go play action over the middle, and that one's going to be almost picked off. They baited him into that one. Jarrett got his hand on it. Horton was also there, and they ended up knocking each other off the ball. Actually, that was Bowers. And what would have been maybe a pick six turns into an incomplete pass. Middletown. Now, ball remains far hash, trips bottom, single top. 
Bryant to the left of Fuller. They're going to give it to Bryant, and Henry wraps him up, throws him forward. He's going to get give him four yards out to the 27, give him five, and it's going to be another third down for this Viking defense inside of nine minutes to go in the third quarter. 29-21 Princeton. Trips to the bottom, single out top. Bryant's to the left of Fuller. Fuller takes the shotgun. He's going to hand it to Bryant, and Bryant is stood up. He's not going anywhere. Henry and company wrap him up. That's going to be no gain, and it's going to be back-to-back three and outs for this midi offense. Bowers and Foster back deep to receive. That's a high snap. The ball's loose. It goes into the end zone. Middletown picks it up. Ball still loose. Princeton has it. That's a touchdown, Vikings. The punter tried to pick up the ball. He couldn't do it. Instead, Thomas was able to roll over on top of it. And with eight minutes to go, all of a sudden, Princeton has a 35-21 lead. We talked about Princeton being a second-half team. And, boy, have they come out to start this second half. They've already extended the lead to 14, pending the PAT by Rutherford. That evens the turnovers at one each. And the kick is good. Our new score after Thomas's fumble recovery in the end zone. It's Princeton 36, Middletown 21. As you're listening to Viking Football on the ESP Media Sports Network. At Robert Half, we know finding the right employees is a job in itself, and it's a job we love. You see, Robert Half isn't just a staffing firm. We're people, people who believe in finding the right people to fit your company's needs. Because employees who are a good fit are more productive, more engaged. Finding a great candidate isn't easy, but at Robert Half, we know it's possible. Robert Half, the experts in accounting, finance, IT, legal, marketing, and administrative staffing. Learn more at roberthalf.com radio. Welcome back to the broadcast booth after Jaheim Thomas's fumble recovery in the end zone after the high snap on the punt. Preston extends the lead. The Vikings now lead Middletown 36-21 with eight minutes to go in the third quarter. And almighty Mo has swung into the favor of the Vikings. We talk about those Princeton second-half adjustments. They did it last week against Lakota East, and they're doing it again this week as they have just trounced all over Middletown here on homecoming. Low line drive kick, and that's a that's a loose football bounce and picked up on the t- at the ten yard line. That's out across the twenty five to the twenty seven is million, and I've never seen a football take a perfect bounce up into someone's hand the way it just did. Middletown's very fortunate that that ball bounced the way it did. And it's going to be first and ten 
for the middies. They're gonna mark the ball at the 28-yard line with 7.51 to go in the third quarter. Princeton's already scored 15 points. In the first four minutes and nine seconds of quarter number three. 28-yard line, ball's far hash, moving left to right. Let's see if this changes the offensive philosophy of the middies. Duels bottom, single top, there's an H-back. Bryant split right of Fuller, stands at the 23, and they're gonna go play action, and that's just dropped. Hit him in the hands of Rockhold, but couldn't hold it, and it's gonna be second down and 10 to go from there. Second down, 10 to go, same formation, duels at the bottom. They're gonna give it to Bryant. Bryant puts his foot in the ground, makes a guy miss, and give him 16 yards out to the 44-yard line. And he was one big hit away from taking it to the house. And that'll give him a fresh set of down, 7.35 to go, third quarter, moving left to right. Right back to the line come the middies. Fuller takes a shotgun snap, gonna roll to his right. He's got a receiver and in and out of the hands of Thomas, the senior running back. Very fortunate that ball didn't hang in the air for another split second. Or Prince's defense would have had their second score of the night. 7.27 to go, third quarter. The officials now want somebody to check in and somebody to check out. Now they got to restart the play clock as they uh, force a substitution in for Princeton. Caleb Crawford, number three, checked in, checks in at safety. He's a good guard in the near slot. Ball's at the 44. They're going to go play action. And that ball was almost picked off. That was high. Jumping the route was Everhart, the senior DB. And now it's going to be second. Uh, it's going to be third down, ten, ten to go. Balls at the 44. Still got to watch for the legs of Fuller here. If you're the Princeton defense, 7:22 to go in the third quarter. All Princeton here in the third quarter. They've extended the lead, 36-21. Duels bottom, single top, moving left to right. Shotgun, Fuller takes a step. He's under pressure, and Henry's going to throw him down back at the 32-yard line. The Ohio State commit gets the sack, his second tackle tonight, and it's going to be punt time for the middies back at the 34. It's going to be fourth down and 20. Make it fourth and 19, a loss of nine. Bowers, Foster back deep to receive for the Vikings. 6.52 to go and counting in the third quarter. All Princeton so far. Now we're going to get a legal substitution on Princeton, and that's going to mark them off five yards, make it fourth down 14. That'll put the ball at the 40-yard line, just left of center. 
Princeton playing safe, watching for the fake. 6.46 to go in counting. Good snap. They come after the pump, but they're not going to get it. And a fair catch signal for by Bowers back at the 26-yard line. And that's where the Princeton offense will start their next drive here with 6.37 to go in the third quarter. Princeton on top, 36-21. to 21. Mark the ball to 27. Head referee and Coach Daniels had a little chat. Now the referee gets back into his place. Princeton moving right to left. 6.37 to go in the third quarter. Looking for another score here in the third quarter. They've already put up 15 points. As Boyd goes over the right side, falls forward, give him eight yards to the 35. Second down, two to go from there. Actually going to mark him back at the 34, make it third and three. Horton gets the call from the sideline. Burkhalter splits to the near side, ball center, duels to that side, single up top is Harris Jr. Boys to the left, Horton, they bring Matthews in motion, it was a high snap, and now Horton's just gonna have to run. He's got the first down and more out of the 45, and we're gonna get a hold on Burkhalter at the 43 yard line. And we have a midi hurt back at the 32. Cooper's down, and we're going to step aside while they attend to him. 5.52 to go in the third quarter. It's Princeton 36, Middletown 21, as you're listening to Viking Football on the ESP Media Sports Network. Abco Pavement Services, LLC, has been doing commercial asphalt, concrete, and ceiling work since 1962 in the tri-state area. Our valued customers include Home Depot, United Dairy Farmers, C.B. Richard Ellis, Town Properties, and Fifth Third Bank, to name a few. We strive to provide professional service, communication, and project management for all of your commercial concrete and pavement maintenance needs. Go Abco Pavement Services. And welcome back to the frozen tundra of Chris Carter Field at Barnett Stadium. 5.52 to go in the third quarter, 36-21 Princeton. Ball's near hash, high snap, they're gonna give it to Boyd. Boyd, there's a flag. It's in the area of holding. Was second down and seven. And it's going against Princeton again. Back-to-back -back holding calls. Balls at the 21, second down, 16 to go. They got to get to the 37. Yeah. 
Boyd split left of Horton. Duels to the bottom. There's a single out top. Horton, he wants to go deep. He's going to go that way. He's looking for Harris Jr. And he's got him again at the 42. What a catch. He goes over the top of the DB. Able to haul it in as he's falling down. Wrestles with the DB. What a catch by Harris Jr. His second of the night with 5.14 to go. They take a second and 16. Haul it in for 35 more. And it's going to be a first down, Princeton. Might have been shooken up. He hit the turf hard on that right shoulder, but he was able to hold on to it. What a catch with five minutes to go in the third quarter. The second time this game but they've been able to negate that holding penalty. And they're gonna give it to Boyd out across the 40. Shuffles his feet to the 37. That's a five yard gain. And it'll be second down, five to go. And if you're a Middletown fan, your game might come down to this possession. Ball just inside right, hash moving right to left. Single top, single bottom, Boyd split left of Horton. And they're gonna give it to Boyd, 35. First down, more inside to 30. Bumbling and stumbling his way down to the 29 yard line. And it's gonna be a first down. Give him seven yards. And with 4.08 to go, that clock continues to run. Ball remains inside right hash. Boyd to the left, and they're going to give it to Boyd again. I have a feeling we're going to see a whole bunch of this, man, as he's got the first down and more down to about the 17-yard line. Let's see where they mark him out at. They'll mark him at the 18. That's 11 yards, and that's another first down. In a surprising Friday night game at Nipper, do you think Cincinnati would know better? but they currently trail number 18, UCF, six to three. Ball's just inside 18, right hash. Moving right to left, double tight inside, high snap, and Horton's gonna have to keep it himself out along the right side. Actually, that's not Horton, as Dorian Durham checks into the lineup. And for Durham, that is just his second carry of the year and his first four yards of the year. Make it three yards, second down, seven to go, inside 320 to go. Durham remains the quarterback, Boyd's to his right, and they're gonna give it to Boyd. And he's got some running room along the near side. He cuts it back in, he's to the five. And it takes six different middies to bring him down, and it's going to be goal to go with 3.11 to go in the quarter as Princeton looks to start putting in the initial nails here in the third quarter of said coffin. 
Cobb splits way out top. Boys to the right of Durham. Now they bring in motion with Cooper. They're gonna give it to Boyd. Boyd lowers his shoulder and he extends into the end zone. Touchdown, Vikings. Boyd's third of the night. And the lead extends for the Vikings. It's now 42 to 21. They've scored 21 unanswered here in the third quarter. The hat trick for Boyd. We have flags everywhere. It was a false start. So Princeton will get another shot at this. 42-21, they've scored 21 on answer here in the third quarter. Just dominated this third quarter. So now the extra point will be a 25-yard kick for Rutherford. The 6'3", 180-pound senior. That kid is not 180 pounds. And the kick is on its way, and it's good. Our new score after Boyd's hat trick, his third rushing touchdown of the night. It's now the Vikings 43, the Middies 21, as you're listening to Viking football on the ESP Media Sports Network, powered by Learfield. Enjoying tonight's broadcast but missed the first 30 minutes? No need to worry. Appointment listening for all ESP Media broadcasts can be found at soundcloud.com backslash ESP Media or subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Search for ESP Media. Appointment listening by ESP Media since 2010. Welcome back to the broadcast booth. Wouldn't mind walking about 500 miles south right now. As Princeton, though, has extended the lead. It's now 43 to 21 as they've exploded for 22 unanswered points here in the third quarter, just dominating the second half so far as Princeton has buoyed. Third rushing touchdown of the night, the latest score. A short end over end kick going to be fielded by the up back at the 22 yard line. Calhoun, he breaks a couple tackles. He turns it up across the 30. He's going to get to the 31 yard line. Nice open field tackle by Ari Turner, the junior, checking in at a buck 40. 232 to go in the third quarter. All Princeton, 43 21. You're that Middletown offense, you almost, you're at the point to where you might have to start bailing on this run game. Fuller's got the arm. 
as they come out in a five wide receiver set. Balls near side, moving left to right, trips to the bottom, duels to the top. The trips to the bottom are staggered. Think of it as a pyramid. They rush three, quick hitter on the outside. Nice open field tackle. He's able to hit Rockhold, but he's gonna lose a yard. Open field tackle out on the edge by Scarborough. And it's gonna be second down 11 as Bryant checks back in. Trips bottom, single out top. Bryant split left to Fuller, calling out the play. Second down 11 to go inside two minutes. I'm gonna give it to Bryant. He had to make somebody move in the backfield. And that's just a bad attempt at tackling as Bryant takes it down to the 28 yard line. Tried to push him down and Bryant's not gonna go down with two hands and he exploded to the Viking 29 yard line and with 154 to go, the middies are back in business. Trips to the bottom, single out top, ball remains on that left hash. Hands it off to Bryant and he is going to be tattooed right at the 30 yard line. He lost a yard by Henry. Ball just left the center, second down 11 to go, moving left to right, 75 seconds to go in the third quarter. Play action, rolls out to the right is Foolery, and he's got his receiver down to the 21-yard line, Million. And it's going to be third down and two to go at the 21-yard line. We're inside of one minute to go. They're going to call it third and three back at the 22. 45 seconds to go in the third quarter. 43-21 Vikings moving left to right on the middies. And they're going to give it to Brian. He's going to be close. I think he has it. Just inside the 19, that's going to be a fresh set of downs. 33 seconds to go. Late substitution, trying to get off the field for Prince, and he just gets off. 24 seconds to go. Ball's right hash, moving left to right. Fuller's in the shotgun. Bryant split to his right. Trips top, single to the near side. Now Bryant splits right of Fuller, takes that shotgun snap, and he's going to hand it off. And not going anywhere. He maybe got two yards before he was wrapped up by Todd Harding. And that will do it for the third quarter. It was the third quarter that saw Princeton dominate by putting up 22 points, including a defensive touchdown. At the end of three from Middletown, it's Princeton 43, Middletown 21. As you're listening to Viking Football on the ESP Media Sports Network. Budget Door of Cincinnati has you covered. We specialize in repair and installation of commercial doors, security gates, and dock levelers. With affordable rates, 24-hour commercial service, and free replacement quotes, Budget Door can help you with any of your dock or door projects. Have an issue with your home garage door or opener? Budget Door can help with that, too. Servicing the tri-state area for over 30 years, Budget Door offers quality service at a budget price. Call 513-851-6644 to schedule your door repair or replacement today.
welcome back to the broadcast booth as we get ready for quarter number four from Middletown. Princeton on top, 43-21. But Middletown with the ball deep in Princeton territory, just inside the 17. Second down, we'll call it eight. Moving right to left here in the fourth quarter. Ball's on far hash, trips to the bottom. Fuller's in the shotgun. Bryant split to his right, nobody up top. And they're gonna look that way. They got Bryant out of the backfield. Nobody picked him up. He slips and falls at the nine yard line, but it's gonna be goal to go there for the middies. They're going to get the first down. First and goal to go. Ball's at the nine-yard line. 11.50 to go and counting. 43-21 in favor of Princeton. Fuller's in the shotgun. Same formation. Bryant split right. Trips to the bottom. And they're going to give it to Bryant. Actually, no. Fuller's going to keep it for the first time. Gets down to the five. Five and a half. And it's going to be second and goal to go from there. This right here is the difference in the game. Middletown, the two field goals that they had to settle for inside the red zone. Otherwise, you'd be looking at a two-score game. Instead, we stay at three. 11-14 to go and counting. Trips to the top. Ball's on far hash. No one near side. Bryant split left. A fuller in the shotgun. He stands at the 10. Princeton showing blitz, and they jump off sides. Now it's going to be second and goal from about the three. Second down, goal to go. Balls to the three inside 11 minutes. Fuller's in the shotgun. He's going to give it to Bryant. And Bryant is going to be hit right there. He might have got a yard. They're going to spot him at the two. And it's going to be third down and goal to go from there. Another big third down coming up for the Viking defense. Princeton brings in the big hog mollies along that defensive front. Third down, goal to go to two. Inside 10.30 to go in the fourth quarter. Fuller takes a shotgun snap, quick pitch to Bryant. He makes a man miss, and then he has stood up. He might have lost a yard. Back to the three-yard line. Stood up by the interior by Todd Harding. Yashua Younger and company, and it's going to be fourth down and goal to go from the three. He lost a yard. For all intents and purposes, this could be it, folks. Fourth down, goal to go. Shotgun formation. Fuller took it. He jumped. That's a false start. And that's going to be fourth and goal from the eight. The left guard flinched. They're going to get the wide receiver, actually, but the left guard flinched as well.
Fourth down, goal to go. Ball's at the eight-yard line. Shotgun, Fuller, he's looking to his left. He throws it in the back corner of the end zone, and it's too long. The Viking defense is held again here in the second half. And with 9.41 to go, they're going to take it over on downs. First and 10 on their own eight-yard line. First and 10, balls on the eight yard line. Princeton is going to keep Durham in a quarterback. He's got Boyd to his right, and it's who he's going to give it to. Out across the left side, he might have gotten to the 10. And they're not, they're going to say he got to the nine. That's going to be second down to go from there. Second down, nine to go. Balls at the nine yard line. But more importantly, that clock continues to run. Each team with all three timeouts, 43-21 Princeton, moving left to right here in the fourth quarter. Single each side, actually duels now to the top. Boyd split right of Durham. Foster's at the bottom, and they're gonna give it to Boyd on a delay, and he has stood up at the 10-yard line. And it's gonna be third down and about eight to go. Princeton in no hurry letting that clock run as it sits at 8.45 to go in county. Ball's now centered. Third down, eight to go. They got to get to the 18-yard line. Five to go on the play clock. Durham's got to hurry up and get him in this. Foster split to the bottom. Boys to his left. Now we're going to get a timeout by Princeton. And that timeout comes with 8-12 to go in the fourth quarter. It's 43-21 Princeton as you're listening to Viking Football on the ESP Media Sports Network. Creating beautiful smiles every day. That is what we do at Casanelli Shanker and Baker Orthodontics. These board-certified orthodontists treat both children and adults and use traditional braces, clear ceramic brackets, and Invisalign to meet their individual patient needs. With offices conveniently located in Westchester and Blue Ash, they provide flexible payment options, convenient hours, and high-quality care. For a free new patient exam, contact Casanelli Shanker and Baker Orthodontics at 513-777-7060. Welcome back to the broadcast booth. 8-12 to go in the fourth quarter. All Princeton, 43-21. But they have a big third down and eight to go on their own 10-yard line, moving left to right. Quarter number four. Princeton looking to get to four and two on the year, even their conference record at two and two before the showdown with Fairfield next week. Shotgun, Durham takes it and gives it the sweep. Now it's going to be a halfback pass, but it said, Pulls it down as Cooper, and he's going to get 
or Foster. He's going to get out to the 15-yard line. It's going to be fourth down and four. Final from Oak Hills, Lakota West 35. Oak Hills nothing. High end over and kick, Bear Cock called at the 45. And that's where Middletown's gonna take over with 7.20 to go in the fourth quarter, trailing 43 to 21. First and 10, ball's on the 43-yard line, 7.20 to go, moving right to left. Ball's gonna be on far hash. Fuller still remains in a quarterback. He's got Bryant out there with him. Single to the bottom is Million. Along with Rockhold now, duels each side. Bryant's gonna split left to Fuller. Preston showing blanket coverage. Now they move motion right to left to make trips to the near side. Hand up to Bryant, and he's going to fall forward. About three yards down to the 40. Clock continues to run, though. 7-10 to go in county. Shotgun for Fuller. That would bring motion right to left. Trips to the bottom. And he's going to keep it himself. And he's going to be thrown down by Thomas back at the 45-yard line, the second, the third sack of the night for this Viking defense. It's going to be a loss of seven. And it's going to be third down, 12 to go, with 6.40 to go in the fourth quarter. Duels each side. Bryant split right, a fuller who stands at the 49-yard line. Boss is at the 45. Shotgun snap, he's going to step up into the pocket, and he's going to be thrown down at the 41-yard line. He's going to pick up four yards as he was thrown forward by big old Todd Harding, and it's going to be fourth down and eight to go at the 41. Knows the football's got to touch the 33. Six minutes to go, all Vikings, 43-21. Five wide receiver set, Middletown's gonna call a timeout, and it's gonna come with 5.56 to go. We step aside for 30 seconds as you're listening to Viking football, the ESP Media Sports Network, powered by Learfield. For over 32 years, Nelson & Associates, a family-owned, Ohio-based, full-service real estate company, has specialized in the management and development of affordable housing communities. Choose Nelson & Associates for all of your real estate needs, whether it's sales, development, property management, or consulting. We are an experienced professional team providing quality service. For more information about Nelson & Associates, please visit us on the web at www.nelsonasc.com or call us at 513-961-6011. And 
welcome back to the broadcast booth. Fourth down to go. Ball's on the 41. They got to get to the 33. Four hits it on the slot, and his wide receiver just plain dropped it. Bryant would like to have that one back. And it's going to be a turnover on downs, and Princeton can start to milk this game away as they're going to improve to 2-2 two and two in conference play and 4-2 and two overall. And more importantly, they're going to improve on the playoff seating, currently sitting at the sixth seed. They're going to take over first and 10 on the 41-yard line by 52. Durham is in at quarterback. As now we start to see substitutions along this Princeton offensive set. And they're going to hand it off along the left side. Give that young man nine yards. It's James Price the third, the senior tailback. Actually going to mark him at the 49. It'll be second down, two to go. Second down, two to go. Ball's far hash, moving left to right. Play clock's at 19. High snap, Durham takes it, he bobbled it, and he's gonna get back to the line of scrimmage. He might have picked up a yard. He almost got the first down, but that late lunge, and he did get it. Third down, one yard. They push, they slid the ball back. They got to get to the 49. The ball is just inside the 50. They bring motion in with Matthews, a high snap. They give it to Price, the third. He has a first down, but we have dirty laundry, and that's in the area of holding. So it's coming back, and it's going to be third and 11. The B squad tonight for ESP Media is over at the Loveland game. West Claremont beat down Loveland 41 to 7 as Loveland falls to 0 and 6. West Claremont improves to 2 and 4. Here we have 434 to go. It's third down 11, and it's all Princeton 43 21. As they're just putting the finishing touches on homecoming, midi style. Ball just inside left hash. Duels top, single bottom. Price the third in the backfield with Durham. They bring motion in with Matthews. They're going to throw it. He's going up top. He's got a receiver along the far side. Just drops it. That was Burkhalter. And it's going to be fourth down. Kind of surprised they put the ball in the air there to stop the clock with 4.10 to go. Especially considering how warm the buses are. Back to punt is Tamir Matthews, the sophomore, standing back. Oh, that's a bad snap. Trying to get rid of it. He just did before it got blocked. And it's going to be fair caught by Bryant at the 32-yard line. How he got that punt off is a miracle in itself. 
And with 4.03 to go in the fourth quarter, Middletown will take over once again. Fuller remains a quarterback. Middletown finally comes off the sideline. They just went ahead and started to play clock without him. 4.03 to go in the fourth quarter. Ball just inside near hash. Middletown's moving right to left. Bryant splits right of Fuller. Princeton still has a lot of their starters in on defense. And now we're going to get a timeout Middletown. There's confusion. I don't think Middletown had enough players on the field. And we'll take that timeout with them with 4.03 to go in the fourth quarter. It's Princeton 20, 43, Middletown 21. As you're listening to Viking Football on the ESP Media Sports Network. Looking for future leaders we can believe in? Look no further than the high school student athletes right here in Ohio. High school sports teach young people how to be effective leaders. It includes learning to listen, accepting responsibility, being a good role model, and it's about respect. The result, it transcends sports. It gives us hope for the future. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. And welcome back to the broadcast booth. First and 10, Middletown. Moving right to left, they're gonna hand it off to Brian. He hops to the outside, he's got the 45, he's got the 50, turns it back upfield to the 46 yard line. And that's gonna be a first down for Middletown as they move the ball into Viking territory. First and 10 balls on the 46 yard line, right to left. They're gonna give it to Brian again. That's a hold, how can you not throw the flag? That's a two point takedown in wrestling. But he jumps out of bounds with 3.42 to go. I know they're trying to get out of here too, but you gotta throw that flag. It's a first down and 10, why are they, Done asking questions. Ball's inside the 36. They got a first down, but they mark it at second down. Now he's got the first down as Bryant, and he takes it down to the 27-yard line. And that'll be a first down. That'll stop the clock momentarily with 3.35 to go. Ball continues, to, or clock continues to run at 3.25 to go. It has a false start. Nope, we're gonna get a timeout, Princeton. That timeout comes with 3.23 to go as we step aside for 30 seconds as you're listening to Viking Football on the ESP Media Sports Network, powered by Learfield. When it comes to financial planning, most financial companies ask, what's your salary? 
At Northwestern Mutual Cincinnati, we ask, what's your story? We know building the right financial plan means looking at more than money. That's why we start by asking the right question, listening to what matters most to you, then guiding you every step of the way to help you live the life you want, now and years from now. Plan your financial story with Northwestern Mutual. Contact us today at 513-366-3600 or visit us on the web at cincinnati.nm.com. And welcome back to the broadcast booth, fresh out of a timeout. That leaves each team with one. 3.23 to go in the fourth quarter. Ball's left, Hash moving right to left. 43-21 Princeton. Fuller has it. He rolls to try to roll away from the sack, and he's not. Henry's got his second sack of the night. Back at the 36-yard line. And Fuller might be hurt. He got rolled up on it. Henry, that's a big dude right there as we're inside. Three minutes to go. That was a loss of 10 yards on the play. Second down, 20 to go. More importantly, Clock continues to run at 2.54 to go. Ball's near side. Fuller's in the shotgun. Bryant's to his right. They're going to throw it to the left side, and that was behind his intended target, Chris Sanders, the senior wideout. And it's going to be third down 20. Stops the clock with 2.43 to go. Duels to each side. Some confusion by Middletown. Uh, J.C. Calhoun splits top. Fuller's in the shotgun, standing at the 41. Ball sets at the 37. Bryant split to his right. And he's going to roll, roll away as Henry's going for his third sack of the night. Instead, he misses it. But what a great play there by the DB. Able to knock it out of the way. That was Suttles Jr., the, the senior safety, able to tip it away. And it's going to be fourth down and 20 to go. 2.36 to go in the fourth quarter. This Princeton defense looks like a whole different group of men out there in the second half. Of course, next week they get that showdown at home with Fairfield before they travel to Oak Hills, and then they close it out with Lakota West and Mason at home. Middletown travels to Sycamore, and we have another timeout, and we'll take it with them. 2.36 to go. It's all Princeton as you're listening to Viking Football on the ESP Media Sports Network, powered by Learfield. London Computer Systems is a seven-time top workplace thanks to their top Cincinnati workforce. For three decades, LCS has been a leading provider of critical business technologies, including their signature property management software, Rent Manager. Take the next step in your career and join this award-winning workforce. Visit www.lcs.com slash careers today. And welcome back to the broadcast booth. 2.36 to go. All Vikings 43-21 to here in the fourth quarter. Middletown just used their last timeout. 
Trips to the top, single to the bottom. Ball's 37, they gotta get to the eight, just inside the 18. Bryant split right of Fuller, takes a shotgun snap, drops straight back, rush up the middle, avoids two sacks, and he's not gonna avoid the third one. The fifth sack of the night by this Viking defense. This time, James Randolph gets back into the backfield. And the Vikings are gonna take over first and 10 with 2.29 to go. Ball's on the 39 yard line, so it wasn't a sack. They're gonna say he fell forward to the 39. Durham brings his troops in from the far side. Just a dominating second half by this Princeton team, especially on the defensive side of the football. That's now two weeks in a row where they've just shut down the opponent in the second half. Durham remains at quarterback. He's accompanied by James Price III, and it looks like they're just gonna to go to victory formation. And why is it the play clock running? Nothing happened. What, why is the clock stopped? Now the clock runs and the play clock's at 40. If they do this right, they should be able to run the rest of the clock. We're pretty close to it. But a dominating performance here in the second half by the Vikings and a very happy Coach Daniels as they have the showdown with Fairfield and all eyes are gonna be on Sharonville, Ohio next Friday night at seven o'clock. And if you can't make it, make sure you tune in to ESP Media. As that one, not only it's gonna be a great football game, lots of D1 talent on both sides, as that will be the game of the week across many platforms, and it's gonna be a doozy. Fairfield, Holds on to beat Lakota East 20 to 14, and they remain undefeated at 6 and 0. At Lakota East, they're a sneaky little squad. That triple option always keeps you into the game. And with that knee, there's about 25 second difference. So they're going to have to punt the football away. You got some big hog mollies up front there for Fairfield going up against this front with Henry and Thomas. There's gonna be some battles in the trenches next Friday night at Princeton High School. And next Friday, rain in 74. And that's the final timeout for Princeton. We'll take one last timeout with them. 22 seconds to go. It's all Princeton, 43-21. As you're listening to Viking Football on the ESP Media Sports Network. 
Filling an opening at your company means more than just finding an employee. You're looking for a fit, a match. Robert Half understands that. We know you need someone who can do the work, someone who complements your culture. And of course, you need that someone fast. When it all comes together, it makes for a perfect fit. Satisfaction guaranteed. Robert Half, the matching experts in accounting, finance, IT, legal, marketing, and administrative staffing. Visit roberthalf.com slash radio for more information. And welcome back to the broadcast booth for the final 22 seconds as Matthews stands back at his own 21-yard line. Bryant standing at his own 37. 22 seconds to go. Princeton 43 to 21. A high end over end kick. And Bryant's going to fair catch it at the 35-yard line. 16 seconds to go. Let's see if Middletown tries a couple things. Or maybe they just go ahead. Take a knee and get ready for next week when they travel to Sycamore. Only one home game remaining. And that's against Hamilton in two weeks before they finish the year off at Mason and at Lakota West. Final 16 seconds, they blow the play clock in. Singles to each side, and it looks like they might just take a knee. And that's what it appears they're doing. Pistol formation. And that's what they do. They're gonna take a knee, and the final seconds wind down. And Princeton, with an impressive second half, that third quarter where they rolled up 22 points, and they're going to come into Middletown on homecoming and ruin it as they walk out of here with a 43 to 21 lead win as they improve to four and two overall, two and two in conference play. Middletown, the Biddies, they fall to one and five, 0 oh and four in conference play. They've now lost five games in a row. But more importantly for Princeton, that's back-to-back -back wins as they get ready for the showdown next Friday night, 7 o'clock, at Viking Stadium in Sharonville, where they're going to welcome in 6-0 Fairfield, two of the top six teams currently in the Ohio playoffs in the district. Once again, our final score from Middletown in a game that took two hours and 36 minutes that saw the Vikings sink the middies 43-21. to for the coach, Mike Reeder, for Rob Abel, for Zach Waddell. My name is Rob Roberts. Until next week, from Princeton, good night, everybody. <laughs>